0: Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.
1: bird. Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, Baldy! Yeah! Oh, well, good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is The Word with Mike, Pete, and Steve, gubsradio.com. We are live here at the biggest and the baddest comedy club in all of Long Island, Governor's Comedy Club in the heart of Nassau County, Levittown. And we are here with our guests tonight. Before we begin, we have some sponsors that we need to get through. We'll start off right away. We got a lot to do. Let's kick mm-hmm. it up with Rosie's Draft Solutions. Stephen, take Rose. it away, sir. Woo!
2: Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, vent dispensing solutions, and more. They are passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery. And this is only done by making sure those draft system lines are perfectly clean. clean, those clean tight. Those tight, Tight, tight. Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator installs across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesdraftsolutions at gmail.com or call them at 631 219 2075, Monday through Sunday. 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mentioned the what? Going to get, uh, I think, a Brazilian wax. Oh, no, no, no. Brazilian back. butt lift. Yes. A yes. butt lift? God. Yes. I think that's what's going to be. Oh, God. Uh, well, 100%. Yeah. No, well, well you, you will get a discount. Probably not. But not else. a Brazilian wax or butt lift. Probably not. Right.
1: Well, fair enough. Go to rosiesdraftsolutions.com and uh, give them a call. Tell Nick the word sent She'll Receive a percentage off your order, your service today. Today we are also sponsored by beer maker. Peter, take it away, beer, beer maker. maker.
0: Your uh, at home all grain countertop brewing system. Uh, brew whatever style you want—a colt, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Hazy IPA, a mm-hmm. West Coast IPA, a mm-hmm. Mexican lager, a stout. Lots of stouts. Lots of stouts. Yeah, they did Stout Month. Double cool. IPA
1: and all that other good yeah. stuff. All,
0: the, all the. Or you can make your own beer. Is there? Uh, do you want to try and make your own Julius clone at home? Do it. Fucking do it. Why good, not? Good luck to good, you. Good luck. <laughs> Via Candios, as they say. <laughs> and it uh, <laughs> works on an app. The app's available on iOS and Android. And uh, mention promo code the Wort and yep. get uh, 10% off your uh, your brewing system.
1: Nice. Go to b e e r k b e r n k r. I forgot the end there. Leave off the uh, last A&E for savings.com. <laughs> also, you can visit our uh, link tree in our Instagram bio for our special page right to uh, your beer maker today. We are also sponsored by BrewBag. BrewBag! For your beer pong, cornhole, go to BrewBag.com. And uh, again, same thing, Linktree bio of Instagram. You got a special page with your discount. You can also get a custom vinyl wrap. Folks, you are talking about beer pong, cornhole. Beautiful days are coming. I hear mm. this weekend's going to be about 50, 60 degrees. So I'm hoping we get our brew bags busted <sighs> out and we start playing in the odds again. Yeah. Uh, go yads. to brewbag.com or again, go into our uh, Instagram bio and click on the link tree and get 10%. Brewbag,
2: B R U B A G.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And go to Brewbag Day. We're also sponsored by Brewers Hardware. Mm. Thanks, Will, for uh, hanging and uh, assisting us with sponsoring our show. And. Allowing us to give back to our brewer guests, uh, go to brewershardware.com and in the promo code type in the wort and receive a special percentage off your order today. And speaking of our brewer guests, who do we have in studio today? But our buddy, our pal Ben from the Test Brewery. What's going on, pal? What's going on? How you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing Goody fantastic. Well, sir, uh, we have a lot to talk about um, because uh, Steve and I uh, frequent one of your other breweries quite often. And uh, this is something that people know about if they know about it, right? I'm sure that if they know, they know. And they probably know from you being out and about at Root & Branch, but you are on your own venture. So let's get right into how did this all start? Because I know you've contracted it at a couple places. You have a bunch of labels out. It's a real big startup. Like, how are you attacking this project. This is this is an undertaking as we interviewed hundreds, maybe hundreds, hundreds, yeah. yes, because we're over, over well over 100 shows. Yeah. Hundreds of brewers over the years. This isn't easy.
3: No. <laughs> 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 well at least he agreed with us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is certainly one of those undertakings. But you are in the industry. You're already kind of there. You're you're in the, the, the muck as they say. Uh give us your story. Where did this all start? How did this craft beer thing start for you?
3: Sure. I mean I would imagine um, my story starts the same way a lot of people's stories do. My wife bought me a homebrewing kit, you know, probably about a decade ago. Story Uh, as old as time. Yeah. (laughs) Tale as old as time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. you know, we made some beer at home with, like, a one, one of those simple little, like, it was, you know, back when Whole Foods was selling. Those ah, kind of thing. Was yeah. it
1: Mr. Beery? Um, or one of those other, Brooklyn question. Beer kits? So, yeah. Yeah. Probably that one. That um, one, yeah.
3: I think we tried to make a Cezanne, you know, exploding bottles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you made it correctly. Something. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, things uh, were done right. The the first beer we ever made, uh, the first bottle that we opened, we ended up having to run into. We were living in a loft at the time, literally ran into the bathroom and stood in the shower and, and <laughs> took, a, took a beer shower. That's how much nice. I overcarbonated <laughs> nice. that, that beer. So, but it was you know, delicious, wasn't <laughs> it? Was fully carbonated, delicious. It was, beer it was, it was nice, beer.
2: A nice flat beer. <laughs> well carbonated. well carbonated.
3: Yeah, Phantom well yeah. has also done that to me before. Well, yeah. well said. <laughs> See, and so and, you know, I know I'm on the right track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know, I guess from there, I really never had any intention or ambitions to become a brewer. I just sort of like, kind of slowly snowball that. I was uh, running a a bar program at a restaurant in the city called Blue Hill for a, the better part of the last decade, and I don't know, have like cooks over to homebrew for pop ups that they were doing. Um, started an Instagram account around that. And, um, you know, it was sort of like one of those things where it was just like one thing led to another. Um, I started a brand with a friend of mine that got picked up by the 12% Beer Project, huh. which got me um, brewing out of the Great South Bay. And that's where I actually met Anthony. We we would have days where there'd be two turns in the brew deck, um, and one of us would be the first turn, and the other would be the second. And we sort of like... Uh, started passing each other and uh, if
2: anybody's wondering anthony is the owner brewer uh root and branch that's yeah so, yeah i i guess i, I should uh
3: <laughs> it went over my head that's yeah. what i'm here for um <laughs> yeah i mean I, great south bay has sort of turned into an interesting place in the sense that because it's a contract facility because um they they really sort of have they seem to have an open door policy they're opening
2: another place what? I, what? I've, I've
3: heard through the grapevine
0: yeah uh, me oh, too yeah, Let's talk about that
3: you know, they, they've they sort of become somewhat of a nexus for... Um,
0: like a beer incubator, yeah, sort of. Yeah,
3: like, uh, you know, brewers of all kinds. Um, but there's, there's definitely... There seems to be brewers doing cool things there mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and, you know, Anthony and I uh, became fast friends just sort of talking about Root & Branch when he was getting that up and running. Um, turns out we lived in the same neighborhood. We just started this long conversation about... Um, about beer and I, going into the pandemic, I've sort of always had dreams of starting this this project called Test. I, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I I left Blue Hill and just started focusing on Test full time. Um, so I guess in many ways, the pandemic ended up being this like this great thing for me in the sense that it gave me the catalyst and the the time that I really needed to go. You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go for this.
2: There you go.
1: Um,
3: I so guess that's that's the short of it.
1: the The Great South Bay. Let's get back to that experience. Um, wh- when you were there, and, and I, I was trying because you saw me doing a little technical work. Um, how did that relationship begin?
3: Uh, Twelve percent plugged me in with a. Oh, right, with right. A Brand that I was brewing for uh, called Freethought. Right, the
1: Free um,
3: Yeah, and like you know, at the time, Great South Bay, they were brewing for they were doing Omnipolo stuff, stuff mm-hmm. uh, stateside yeah. and uh, Stillwater stuff and. Um you know and, and like i guess more more than anything I just i it, i realized sort of what a what a great little uh hub or nexus for for brewing that that place was becoming, and like you know even now it's like you got you got guys like Mike from Duchess are brewing there yeah um you have uh um back home beer has, has done some brewing there uh, I think they're a really cool startup brand uh she's sort of like kind Of bringing a cultural Iranian perspective to beer, which is like you know, really you know, like it's awesome. You know? We
1: yeah. saw that pop up on our feed, I think that was one of the ones I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Um, yeah, just going with that you know, cultural idea, we've had um, uh, what was the one that we did in um, AC Beer Fest and uh,
2: the, po- the Polish
1: one, no, no, Montclair with um. What's his face? I, I names are hard when we, we at that when fest. you're drunk when you're drunk and at that fest. I mean, some great. Uh, what was the one you and I had? Uh, the woman that was in the city and now she moved away. Um, uh,
0: oh yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. I don't remember. The, the yeah, you yeah. guys are great.
1: terrible with names. <laughs> it, that was like five years ago. Give oh, me a break. Okay. And, a long time ago. and right. she she um she did some great stuff. I mean, uh, I'll look back on our feed and it's probably in our post somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean. Some of the ingredients that they use, some of the, the native stuff, you never think that's what's going to go into a beer. I saw in that uh, little beer package you have over there that you, sir, have a Japanese lager.
3: Uh, wheat, wheat, wheat beer, I Yeah, I oh, wheat out. beer, te- sorry. Technically a nail. Should we open a beer? Or sure. You know? Well, it's up yes. to
1: you. Uh, we're going to go through because the beers a little meat. later. Um, okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. You could. No, cra- yes, 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 please. Crack, uh, crack yes, beer. Yes, beer. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean, we're going to break it down and talk about, you know, the the actual beers in a little while. Um, but I, I, w- I want to get into your time at Root & Branch. So you kind of met Anthony, got started with him over at Root & Branch. How was contracting? Because I know they were, uh, you know, going through the steps, and, and I think you they were over Grim for a while. They were contracting. Evil Twin. Evil Twin. Sorry. Evil, g- twin. evil twin. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how was those experiences? How did they kind of shape where you know, you wanted to go with what you're doing. And then again, just overall for the root and branch, you know, name,
3: I I, I would say they, they greatly shaped what I'm doing. Um, so uh, I, I feel like I kind of entered beer from a really fortunate place in the sense that blue Hill kind of plugged me in with a handful of people, Anthony at root and branch. Um, and, uh, Jason and Mike, the, the, uh, the brewers at uh, Hudson Valley Brewing. And I just, I like the, the, those guys sort of like really represent everything that I love about craft beer. They've been, you know, incredibly generous from a knowledge sharing standpoint. Um, you know, uh, just really welcoming. It's like open door policy. Any, any,
1: any questions that you have for me kind of thing. Have you found um, that for, for all people in the industry? I mean, without <laughs> naming names, has anyone really kind of shunned you away and been like, get away. here? Yeah, yeah. Who are not, the assholes not, you've met, Ben?
3: Not really. <laughs> where do they work not now? Really. Yeah, I, I would say that, like, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but uh, so far my experience has been that it's a band of of really great people yeah. who uh, seem to really want to see the the industry <clears throat> at large succeed. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure that there's that there are jerks out there, but I, I've been fortunate not to run into yeah. them. And you know, like, if you talk about like people who are really like shining examples in the sense of like you know you look at the kind of beer that Anthony's making at, at Root and Branch you know it's just top notch mm-hmm. um, re- like really kind of um,
1: Steve knows he's out there every Friday tasting and sampling the new stuff as many <laughs> Fridays as they could get there
3: <laughs> <laughs> Steve's paying the rent at, uh, yeah <laughs> in, in, in well now, now
2: that now that he really got me hooked with the fucking goddamn brick oven pizza
3: oh that's right it goes yeah. And
2: he's killing it.
3: Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess uh, watching watching Anthony work and, and Ryan, uh, uh, his business partner, watching the two of them work and build root and branch, the thing that's really stood out to me is just how much they care about quality. Yeah, Damn. they really put it above everything else. Um, and you, 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 I've seen the way they've you know made sacrifices to put quality first, um, and then you see the way it sort of has kind of paid off for them. And um, I I, I would say that beyond all else in terms of how like you kind of getting to know those guys over the last few years, uh, seeing how they really care about quality has been the thing that that's been most impressed upon me.
1: One of the things I've noticed uh, because they were doing so much work in the city and we know like the city water profile compared to long Island water profile changes, but yet I don't feel like their beer changed at all how are they combating this this change of location and and water samples are they going through all the testing and everything that needs to get done do they figure that out early on
3: to be honest i don't i, I don't know the answer to that question i i, I can't okay t- we gotta get them on okay <laughs> <laughs> no, of course but. i i mean you're you're in both cases you uh, at least at uh great south bay the you know the water that that they're using there and and the kind of water that you're getting in the city you're you're, you're looking at what is already pretty soft clean mm-hmm. water that's mm-hmm. then being carbon filtered so i don't it doesn't really seem like there's that much of a difference where you're looking at um, making these like wild uh drastic sort yeah of, changes uh, or chemical changes of bouncing to your, back out kind to of your salt additions or anything like that yeah. to sort of to rectify the beer, you know, I'm sure you know if you really wanted to get granular with the uh, parts per million, you're probably looking <laughs> at like the difference of ten parts per million in some cases for like you know certain, <clears throat> certain minerals. But I, I don't think that that's the sort of thing that's really gonna yeah, nothing's gonna affect somebody's like how they perceive the yeah. beer in a way that that's drastic. we've
1: we've talked to people and, and just because of just some of the city profiles, I guess, we were just interested in how that does change. But I guess, you know, if you're looking at such a small, you know, unit per, you know, barrel, let's say it, it probably wouldn't make that change. So, um, you, uh, obviously throughout all this process and journey decided to start your own thing. At what point did you decide that this is the way to go? Did you put out like a pilot batch for yourself? Like, how did you get into getting your own, uh, labels and ideas out?
3: And part of it was, I, I, I really have to credit my wife, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I went to film school, you know, sort yeah, of like I found go. myself in a position like, where'd you go? Uh, Southern California, USC. Really? Uh, yeah, great film great school. Great
1: film school. Yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> <either. No. laughs> can, you, can you do it? I'm you getting work? another oh, yeah. honest answer. I need a camera guy. Can you do camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. I'll, oh, I'll, man, we'll man, talk man. later. Know I'll, I'll know, get, that, I'll get a name I, if I... You ever want to be in a union? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in a union? You want to be a stagehand? I love
3: you. You got some work for you. They really
1: are. I mean, I'm telling you, they treat you right. I'm a fan. Oh, God. Um, But the interesting. is, you went to film school. Yeah. And then... I Just you
3: know, I spent like a, I guess you know most of my twenties like freelancing, trying to make my own stuff, and uh, yeah, I get like pretty standard story for a lot of creatives. You you end up kind of getting funneled into the food and beverage industry. Yeah, right? <laughs> um,
1: where everyone ends up.
3: And I, you know, again, like e- even when that was happening, I was really fortunate. I you know got taken under the wing of some some pretty great, knowledgeable like old school bartenders. A guy named Dale DeGraff who. Uh, reopened the rainbow room in the nineteen eighties oh, wow. and is sort of credited as being the, the the bartender that resurrected uh the craft of bartending back from pre prohibition. Yep. Um and uh you know, a bunch of his colleagues and so I got I kinda got to learn from the best and because of that it it, it steered me into some some good places and it uh like Blue Hill, which ended up opening doors as I started making beer for fun, um connected me with some some really good people. But it honestly, it was my wife. She was, she, I think could see where I was at in my life and was like, you know, could see the frustration that I was starting to have over um, freelancing and not necessarily working on things that felt tactile, that were creative, that, that I loved. And she's just kind of kept pushing me towards beer. (laughs) <laughs> um, she liked the free beer that you were getting at times. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That's the funny nice. thing is, is uh, now she's she's got a gluten. Uh, oh so. no! <laughs> All right. Well, and this is a gluten free brewery. Yeah. Damn you! <laughs> so I have to become a, a become a winemaker. Yeah.
1: yeah, cider. Yeah, you know, some, cider. Yeah, yeah, some cider. Some um, cider. Or mead? Can you do mm. mead?
2: I'm on cider.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's probably pissed that I said that. <laughs> very, very
2: private person. <laughs> it she. adds to if the. She's the, listening. It adds to the mystique of the story.
3: Yeah. um, uh, Yeah. was sort of the thing that just kind of just kept snowballing was somewhat unintentional. And Mm -hmm. then one day it became intentional. You know, I think um, I I got so inspired by watching, um, you know, the boys at Root & Branch and the boys at Hudson Valley work and just wanted to be a part of it.
1: So I, I see you brought a Hudson Valley. And, this is a collaboration. Uh, yes, a I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I know. And yes, I know. I am a big fan. I've been up there a few times. Yeah, love the sour IPAs. Right. I like that to me. Uh, I'll give you a quick story, and it's, it's GT, not the story you right? think it's going to be yet.
2: You love all those sour IPAs, right, Peter?
1: Fuck off. Uh, all <laughs> right,
0: but he, he he he's waiting for no, the I'm right. I, one. I've had a couple. He, I'm I'm not a sour sour. Fan. But it's not fair, it's not
1: that kind of thing. It's not like the fruit sours that you've probably been used to. I'm going to tell you it's going to change. I'm going to tell you. It. I'm going to tell I, you. I,
0: I remain skeptical.
1: So anyway, I, I was up I was going up to uh Oh, Yogi Bear uh resort, right? And I grabbed hey, a, boop, boop. Yeah, I was grabbed a couple of uh four-pack 12 ounce cans of their sour lime, it's IPA with lime and then IPA with uh, peach I think it was. And there's nothing better in the summer sitting next to a creek with those sour oh, IPA. Man. Oh, Peach Silhouette, Peach
3: Silhouette It's oh. like that's that's one of the mm. That, that's one of the beers that just changed the game as yeah. far as I'm concerned.
1: Because you know. it's not over fruit. It's yeah. it's an IPA with just that hint along with that sour, so well-balanced. How did you get hooked up with them? Just the same thing through networking and...
3: work Again, working at Blue Hill. Yeah, um, it all came from at, there, At huh? the time, uh, we were looking to uh, basically bring the beer list into current, you know, mm-hmm. just make the beer list current, like... Uh, there's an interesting problem in fine dining where, you know, the, these places will have the, most, the best wine on the planet. They'll yep. literally have the best wine on the planet. And, and they'll, they'll spend all this energy curating um, these remarkable lists, wines that are allocated and impossible to get. Mm. Uh, and then you'll look at the beer list and, like, there'll be, like, five beers on it and they're all
0: shit. You know, it's just Budweiser, Stella that Artois, that Peroni, B- Michelob Ultra, and
3: blue Corona, moon. Blue Moon. You forgot whoa, about Blue whoa, Moon. Whoa, blue whoa, Moon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love Bud Heavy. I'm just uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with a solid lager.
1: I'm a fan of Bud Heavy. The um, um, the the list though is underwhelming.
3: Yeah, I mean they it wasn't like they weren't trying, but you mm. know there it was it was clear that craft beer and 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 granted this was also. At a time when you know New York was just starting to open up, farm and and like the the new combined craft licenses and and you know the shape of craft beer in New York was just starting to change and change very rapidly. So yeah, like Brooklyn. Can't necessarily fault them for not blue ploying some being of those of original yeah. OG
1: guys. It was starting to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: so we went to a Union Portfolio Tasting. Um, at on a basically going. We just want to identify what the best beer is here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, literally went around, circled, tasted everybody's beer.
1: Um, What'd you come up with?
3: That was the first time I had Oxbow. Oh, um, oh wow. and you know, like, was Grim was already on my radar at the time, mm-hmm. and, um, so we were looking to put them on the list. And it, we found this, uh, you know, stand. Two guys standing behind it. They had, you know, their little like cardboard cutout with um, some artwork on it. Um, that kind of reminded me of like like something you'd see like Keith Haring do, yeah. Um, really modest guys, and we had Incandenza and Soleil, mm. right? And it, like it was like at the time it was clear that that was by by far and away the best beer in that room, and they hadn't even opened the brewery yet. Um, you know they. This is when the building. It sounds like you've been up to Beacon a couple times. That's when that building still had vines growing all over it. Oh yeah. Um, Before they
1: painted it white and put the beautiful Hudson. I don't think they
3: were actually just like even distributing beer yet. And um, me and the the assistant manager, the guy Ben, another Ben that I was with, um, we're just we just kind of like you guys are making the best beer here. We should make a beer together for Blue Hill. Um, They were pretty gung ho about it, and we ended up that turned into a collaboration called HylaZoa where uh, we took them up to the farm, which they have a blue hill has a farm in Westchester County called really? Stone Barns.
1: And now is it an extension of the restaurant or is it just their own place to,
3: they have, uh, they have another restaurant up there. So there is okay. basically one by Washington square park.
1: Okay. Um, and then
3: the stone barn center for agriculture is on a, it's on like an old Rockefeller dairy farm. Oh. Cool, Basically. And they've, they've, I mean, they've become one of the like I guess pioneer model farms for the country, or Mm. they are really um, Mm. come. But Mike and Jay uh, or Jason from Hudson Valley uh, had the brilliant idea of um, cultivating, and this you know when like mixed culture, spontaneous beer, and like American brewing was really starting to like catch. Um, They took uh, honey um, peppers from the greenhouse. I think some beets and some tangerine marigolds and they just started culturing up uh mixed cultures from all these things on on the farm and, and ended up just doing like a pretty straight spontaneously fermented um beer from the cultures that they had taken from the farm called yeah. Ilazoa. Um and that led to a long conversation about beer sour beer cultures and are
1: they still propagating off of that same culture, or, or they just try to mimic it? Or are they still doing no, those I, processes? No, I mean,
3: I, from what I understand, they they very much keep like all of their cultures alive. Huh. Well. they have um, they have this uh, cool little facility that they call the Nest. That's just all all. one has got fancy names.
1: All, <laughs> all mixed cultures. Yeah, there. like Two um, Roads Lab is that what it's called? The you gotta, se- yeah, second you got to give it a little pet name. Yeah, yeah, like Satellite Station Number Seven. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? Trillium does that. Remember they have their. Little, a second thing up the hill a little bit where the, some of the brewing is taking place now. Just some cool, cool names. Makes you feel in the know.
2: The lab. Well, when, when we had the warehouse next door, we called it the dungeon. <laughs> and it was for a whole different reason. We're not going to go there. <laughs> uh, but
1: <laughs> Well, what you do in the dungeon two stays into, in the dungeon. Two men
2: enter, one man leave. Oh, <laughs> so it's a bare knuckle fight. Well, <laughs> well you know, I mean, yeah, again, yeah, we, we, we were throwing axes yeah, yeah, in yeah, there. Fight we were doing club a, going
1: on. Did you throw axes?
2: Yeah, we-, we, we That's uh, we, pretty cool. I built an axe- <laughs> fucking bored and everything and it was like legit. Uh, yeah. And your concrete and floors perfect th- for bouncing and off. And the best <laughs> thing was <laughs> getting with the, the best yeah. thing was everybody's like, Oh, well, you should just have like your customs go over. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong mm-hmm. with you people? Do you understand just there's blood on business. the
1: floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. How did you end up uh, meeting Steve? I know you said you've known Steve. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. show <laughs> the root and branch. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, uh, Steve's been coming in since the day they opened yeah Mm -hmm. Um, we were
1: there opening weekend right you, he got the word he's like let's go I'm like alright
2: yeah I think you went first I did
1: actually Yeah, yeah. I was there opening Bitch. day I went to the back I went on not that's uh, right. you went the back one I went not Marconi was the other oh. one <laughs> the other side because Wait, that, it was, there was <laughs> no information I didn't know and right I live so close right I'm like passage, I know yeah. where it is <laughs> right that's how I felt I went to that little cul-de-sac <laughs> parking lot I'm looking around I'm like there's no signs he here he went home
2: crying what's the matter honey only one.
1: I had to go in the back some other dude followed me and then of course he did it was you guys were in the, uh, the the brew area, and you saw us, and someone just knocked the window, just go around the other side. I'm like, all right. So I walked all the way, and the guy jumped in his car, and we got there at the same time, because you have to go under the train tracks and the and, lights. And, and meanwhile,
2: yeah. I remember saying to him, read the fucking directions. No, this was
1: after the fact. After he's, the fact. After I told f- you I couldn't find it. He's a liar. <laughs> you I, you, now you me and you. after the fact. But that's fine. I made my way in on opening uh, day, weekend, whatever, and- had my first sip of Root & Branch when, uh, when you guys opened the doors. It, uh, I was excited to have you as one yeah, of the to uh, yeah. lineups go in, in our back. local area. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited that San City moved into the area. Uh, l- love them, but I'm just kind of already over. You know, like, yeah, I, you always look for the new. I know that's something to be said, but, like, when something new walks in, like when um, Small Craft opened up, I was like, this is the best. <laughs> And then you just you know you grind and grow out of it I want a new no, brewery. no it's not no no hit on the brewery or the new brewers freaking millennial. it's just me it's me <laughs> I, want I get tired. a new brewery in Farmingdale. Another one? How many more do you Bro, need? Well, you
2: got a new one. Mm. Just go. Mm.
1: <laughs> There's no one there at the door greeting anybody. No one's gonna know. Just go in. I don't wanna, so why the fuck when I go there? Why not? Wear a mask. No, there it's you go. yeah, oh, good point. <laughs> it's it's. You can wear like a Slipknot mask, and it'll be like completely it'll normal. Fit in, you can in like, a little wear, bit too wear much. we
3: like one of the, like a Richard Nixon mask or something. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. You could be one of the, the dead presidents uh, from uh, what the, what's the, what I like, Point a lo- Break. I have a love. I have a Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they open a double <laughs> gluten brewery, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. There you go. So give me the, uh, the the concept and idea around test. Obviously, you're creating different things. Sure. Um, this uh, wheat beer different different sure. so w- w- again i want to get into it after our little break but um what was the overall gist and essence of what you wanted to do
3: sure uh, i mean the test brewery the name it started as a test test kitchen brewery right mm-hmm. like i like think the the idea is obviously to focus on quality but um you know really interested in invention and where we can purposefully move the needle or push the conversation forward a little mm. bit So always looking for um, opportunities to, you know, try something, try something new, but not hopefully not in a gimmicky way. Yeah. um, Well, that was going
1: to be my question. Like where what's off the table? What aren't you fucking gonna...
2: candy bars in the goddamn <laughs> Oh, yeah. Please,
0: yeah. Is yeah. that off the table? Can that be off the table? Snickers <laughs> sure. bars. Let's sure. make yeah. let's put that off the sure. table, fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Breakfast I mean, cereals are I'll, breakfast cereals I'll, off the I'll,
4: table.
3: I'll, I'll I will never say never. I'll say never to breakfast cereals. Um, but you know, I'm 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 really interested in um, promoting organic, biodiverse, local agriculture. Um you know, a big part of our uh, I guess opening push has been to just look at grains you know which is sort of trying to look at the the base materials um and we had identified oats as being a logical place to start so a
0: lot of a lot of what we've been doing is yeah you better
2: start talking about that up. overnight oat <laughs> b- before guess, no, you no, get
0: before we get into that I can i ask it. a dumb question yeah. or a silly question I said say what is this person walking out a fucking octopus on this can yeah. can we I, you'd have to ask christian rs right. so. <laughs> We'll All right, we'll back to oats. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are mushrooms
2: <laughs> in this <your laughs> beer, so... Uh... <laughs> this could be an interesting show. So we're going to good, walk so we're gonna be walking on octopuses <laughs> right. in a few moments, boys.
0: Oh, yeah. so <laughs> this th- one is... This is really... I, I this like this a lot. Terrible. Delightful.
3: The test brewery is also named after Ken Kesey's Kool Aid Acid Test. Ah. So, see? Maybe, maybe, there you uh, go. Maybe a little. Uh, Bunch, of elk, <laughs> uh, Bunch of people <laughs> checking
1: in on Instagram. Uh, Joe, he mice a brew saying, What's up, Ben? Oh. Yes. Oh, I just saw Joe a moment ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, to my branch. Of What's course. On, uh, of course. Weird Dad's checking in. Robbie. Uh, Mayor Joe.
3: We call him Mayor Joe.
1: Mayor. Yeah. You, see, you should just is call it. him
3: Troon Boy.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joey? Or or monkish, <laughs> yeah. It's or, a, launch, it's a Or or, or, or savage. Or Fiden's a lot of. He's Fidin's. the man. He's the man. Kid Squid's checking in. Said what's up, Bellingham. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, Bish Vegas. Feel so the uh, hops. Bush six one eight. And yeah, Joe's still hanging out and checking in. So yeah, Joey. Uh, he's saying what's going on. Um, so I I, 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 might, I might have stopped you what you were discussing, but the overall gist, you're just looking to push the needle. Trying to you purposefully, know. but yeah, yeah, you
3: know, like we're, I want to look for. I, we, we, I, we're at a point where it seems like everything's been done in beer, right? Like it really it feels does. that way. It right? really does. But again, breakfast you, cereals
0: are making. If, <laughs> if you zoom out a little bit, like even
3: if, if you just look at uh, how much work there is to be done with uh, grain and the agricultural side going up the supply chain mm-hmm. with grain, there's so much work to be done. Um, maybe people don't care about it. Um, but there's work to be done there and there's a lot of stuff that has not been done yet just when you look at grain alone.
1: We were I mean, uh, we had the malt house on and so many things we uh, we learned about, you know, just the process and the different ways that you can, um, you know, store it and it just, it's almost infinite in that how many different variations of the same grain you can get and different flavor profiles and all that.
3: I mean, even when you just, like if you look at barley, like the the base material of, of beer you know most of us are essentially using the same variety right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but in reality there are all these land race varieties and heirloom varieties heritage varieties yeah. that, are, that are grown out there that just haven't been sort of tailored and and bred into like maximum efficiency maximum yield ranges that might have potential flavor up shots um or terroir up why do you think are people sort of,
1: aren't doing that why do you, is it time is it business I think, as usual I think the
3: short answer is efficiency I think yeah. I think um, like the our agricultural system here has been pretty hell bent for since World War II on efficiencies right yeah. he,
0: here as far as US right in now the here States, in the yeah. United
3: making tomatoes that are like the same size yeah. and like you know um, aren't even necessarily ripe when they get to the grocery <laughs> store yeah. um, and I, where when you look at yeah, you know, or like potatoes, right? It's like, what potato will make the crispiest potato chip, right? Um, not necessarily the most flavorful one. Um, and I think with barley and beer, it's it's pure efficiency. It's how how can you max maximize uh, how much uh, alcohol or how much like the the efficiency of the extract um, going in with little to no consideration for flavor. Mm. Um, brewers have kind of like turned to hops. For that right yep. for the flavor yeah, yeah. but and and i and, you know again like we've we've also had malting as as a tool right so it's it's not like even even with one one barley variety you, st- you can still turn to the malt house for for flavor you know I, that's obviously where uh, a lot of the i mean basically where the the whole array the whole spectrum of beer style either comes from yeast or or malt right mm-hmm. so You can get away with using the same malt variety um, because a skilled maltser can take that base malt and, you know, either make it taste like grass or make it taste like (laughs) coffee or make it taste like caramel. Yeah, that's what
1: we were learning. Um, How do you as a brewer combat all that? Like, how do you schedule that in? I know you're going, you know, like you said, everyone's kind of using the same two row and things like that. What are the things that you play off of for that base that make your beer kind of unique in its way?
3: The thing that, that the main thing that I'm looking at right now, um, I'm, I'm looking at, um, fats and proteins.
1: Okay. Um, so,
3: you know, as, as you start to get away from the, I guess, con- what we'd call conventional, uh, malts, conventional, uh, barleys and oats, and, um, you start to get different levels of fat, um, which is a big part of the reason why I've been looking at oats, um, we, we've, Zeroed in on a handful of farmers that are growing heirloom oats that are much more, mu- much more like the kind of oats that our great grandparents might have eaten. Mm. Um, and apparently, oats were much fattier back then. Yeah, uh. um, which means cream. They were like if you made oatmeal with those oats, they would have been creamier. Um, and when you start to look at the practical upshots in beer, you're getting a creamier beer, um, and you're, you're dealing with different uh, different fat level different p- protein matrices different protein structures um i'm not a scientist so i might be using the <laughs> wrong words and for all of the brewers out there <laughs> the <little>
1: sticklers
0: <laughs> on the shit uh you they, know what i mean they're <laughs> going you, you know what come on. i mean you, you give <laughs> them the uh, you know but, what i mean and that would affect yeah. how the yeast strains interact with it too i would imagine right
3: i, I mean possibly i'm mm. like i'm I'm not a biochemist. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Ian, I'm, I'm, are coming, you listening? I'm coming, I'm coming at it from, a, it from I'm Ford. coming at it very much <laughs> from a tactile, hmm. uh, perspective. Like. Do you
1: have your own house yeast? Are you using something specific or are you just going with the, uh, SO4 or,
3: um, no, I mean, I've sort of style specific. Okay. Um, I, I, I play around quite a bit. Um, but I guess the short answer is, is no. Um, I've got, uh, cultures that I like for specific beers. Um, and I, I mean, I have mixed cultures that have been building up that I haven't had the opportunity to really show show off yeah. yet. So we don't have a place just, to put just in tank kind space of mixed and everything there. else and scheduling. Yeah, just don't have to... a place to put a mixed culture.
2: Best thing to, thing to do in, is so. you go out in the woods, you find a log, and just put it in a bucket and put it in your butt. <laughs> it, <laughs> remember that guy? Yeah,
1: hey, who said that?
2: <laughs> there was this Brewer who was like, "Yeah, I just take a,
1: a log I find
2: in the woods, and I." Uh, you know, I soak it in wart, and I just let it. Just I'm like, what the
1: <laughs> fuck? You give me rotten
3: wood. I'm wort? like, what?
2: Oh god! Well, and, sounds no.
3: like a good way to get a bunch of
2: Acetobacter in. Yeah, yeah. And
3: end up with some sort of vinegar.
1: Uh, <laughs> or it
2: becomes the Last of Us. Yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> the,
1: the, the f- this first strain of the zombie apocalypse. Um. So you you're you, like I said, pushing the boundaries. What do, what are you seeing right now? Like, what are you you got scheduling going on. Uh, you got tank space at Root Branch. You got tank space at GSB. Like wh- where you just
3: collaborating with with Root and Branch. Okay, um, primarily plugging beers into tanks at at Great South Bay. Okay, I I've always liked working with those guys. Um, Greg, the head brewer there, is awesome. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. You know the 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 Davises. They their their whole attitude is just sort of we want you to make the beer that that you want to make and. Um, sort of let you come and go as you please. And That's nice. You know. That's a good yeah. feeling,
1: right? To, yeah. As a brewer, just a, the freedom to kind of do what you got to do.
3: Yeah. And the place is kind of quirky, you know? You got guys like, like Greg gets around on a long skateboard. Yep. on his and, long board uh,
1: for years doing that. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So it just, like. Cool creative it, environment. Feels like a comfortable place to work. And, and, you know, like we were talking about before, you sort of, you find yourself just um, interacting with and, and running into and mixing with. Other brewers that are also working on their own projects, and you got Billy then, over there. And yeah, yeah. A I mean, And Billy's become a good friend of mine over the years. Just for that reason, you know, we've just sort of have been kind of working in parallel to each other um, over the years. Uh, he,
1: when we started, he was kind of an enigma uh, because he was just there and then not, and like you know, you just you poof, poof, you're like, where'd it go? Um, but more and more, I've seen him out and about, especially with the relaunch of some of the beers. And we were, I was at the. Uh, the uh, opening, the relaunch uh, at Gray South Bay. I mean, super personable guy when you get him going. Yeah, I mean, he's great, man. He is. Yeah. He, you know, hanging out with everybody. I See him bouncing around. You know, being the governor of, of, of Ghost that night. Um, and same thing with Paul. He got Paul over there as well. Yeah. I mean, what a what a combination of all those guys. It almost feels like the Google of of beer brewing over there. Just all the the collaboration. And and they're all characters, right? That's the, the best
2: part. Yeah, you know they're all unique individuals,
1: and, but good people. Yeah, you know on top of it. Yeah, like we were saying before, it's it's hard to run into the, the dick of the brewing uh, industry. But I know one. Yeah, well, I mean, this this is going to be <laughs> we one. You all, all know one. You got to know one. <laughs> you no know one. Um. So I mean, so you're looking at the future a little bit. We'll, we'll probably wrap this up later with this, but kind of what what's the the, the main goal here Are you looking to try to you know establish your own brand and open a uh yeah. a brick and mortar is that really the ultimate goal
3: yeah i mean mainly because it out of necessity if like it feels like i need a place to work you know what i mean um, yeah uh, doing one-off batches is all good but i'd, I'd like to to build p- put myself in a position to be brewing a few beers uh, you know A week and and just get into a space where i can actually iterate you know um it's i feel like i'm in this position where i have a million ideas (laughs) and i can put one out like every couple of months and what's the
1: next one what are you what are you thinking about right now
3: um oh man so the the big thing that i've been working on at the
1: moment wait before um, you answer that sure what was the most recent one
3: the most, re- well, so the very most recent beer is a beer that hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. We just uh, collaborated on a beer with Root and Branch okay. uh, that uses overnight oats. I mean, mm. uh, that, that was, that the, was one. the one you, that o- Steve yeah. wouldn't oats let it go. Oats are a bit of a theme with me. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of fascinated
2: with them. Um, Bro, that runoff, that little runoff video you had, I was just like, all right, what the uh, fuck is he yeah, doing? I nice. am yeah. so enthralled by this. <laughs> yeah,
1: Steve, you ever get to work with oats?
2: Yeah, I had goats and shit. No, oh, uh, oats, not, oh, not oh, goats. Oats, oats. Yeah, of course. Yeah, For the goats and the Well, Which field? ones had? had well, had the oats the, had. the thing is, I, I didn't go in depth as he did mm-hmm. or is. Um, but yeah, you know, you a lot of guys use flake oats. Yeah, uh, more people using, you know, molted oats now. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's, it's. What's the difference?
2: Uh, well, think about flaked oats as oatmeal like yeah. you have at home. Right. Malted oats, is it's barley. It looks like a grain. Okay. Um, and you can, like with all types of grain, change the complexity of it, the amount of sugars in it, amount of proteins, fats, um, flavoring. Uh, and, you know, they're finding it, it's more stable. It's going to actually add uh, a little bit more, you know, sugars. Yeah um i i, and, I see and, it more and
1: popular and more and more over the last like say five years when if when a couple of beers here and there a lot of like double and triple ipa type stuff had oats in it just to kind of bump the abv up that last well, little it bit it was it
2: was that was more for mouth feel and in and, and and but now it's when using it more came com- in ran. everybody was like oh i gotta eat it for a Hayes. Well, that's what i'm saying but like Not that's really that's realizing. the more
1: complex kind of evolution of what has happened now they're using in multiple types of beers to add different types of flavor, right? Yeah. Oh, god, But that's that's Wrong it. I mean, Ben, you, you, obviously you've used, you know, oats, and you're going to be using this upcoming one. What was the, the reasoning for that? What was the standout result that you will see when creating that recipe and then getting that final beer?
3: I, I mean – I guess the, the reason is, is agricultural. Um, you know, we, we live in a the, – the world that we've built in, in, the, in the States from an agricultural s- standpoint really relies on corn and soybeans, right? Um, from, that is very and, true. And we're finding out that, that, yeah. that, you know, it's bad for the topsoil. It's kind of destroying our soil. We know that crop rotation is a really important way to uh, maintain soil health. And there's been this speculation that um, oats could be a, an, a, I guess like a sort of an important step in the right direction for um, industrial agriculture mm-hmm. um, in the sense that oats can also help fix other nutrients for the soil that corn and soybeans can't, so. Mm. Almost like know,
1: a palate cleanser to, to kind of reset the soil a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean like proper crop rotation in reality, you know, you probably need at least 10 crops that you're rotating um, to really sort of give the soil what it needs. But at the very least, you know, if we can, and and the thing is, is because we live in a consumer driven society, it's like you have to create consumer needs for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a belief that like with the rise of oat milk, for example, that that could be a boon for American farming. Because if, if more Americans start drinking oat milk, that uh, financially incentivizes um, industrial farmers to put oats in the hmm. ground. And they're looking
1: uh, to change that. Why
2: you, almond milk, oat milk? Um, you they, mean in general, to it You can't cook. There, there is a bill. You, you can't call it. You can't call it milk. <laughs> Okay. so was oh, sponsored by the Dairy Farmers. Yeah, oh, without oh, a doubt. Sure. Without a <laughs> doubt, it sure, was sure. good
1: old- uh, Well, I'm calling it oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I care what you call <laughs> it. Goddamn I dairy lobby. I squeezed the teats yeah. of those oats. <laughs> <laughs>
3: those <laughs> tiny little teats. I'm have a line of dairy farmers outside of my apartment in
4: Well, you can milk anything with <laughs> nipples and- There he is! Get him. There's a guy. <laughs> um, yeah, is yeah,
2: that oat what? bitch? <laughs> 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 so, Why are you that, that oat bitch? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I,
3: I, I guess. Have you I... named that overnight <laughs> oat beer yet? Because I feel like that oat <laughs> bitch. Is, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here, give me a piece of tape and a marker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll relabel all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll just send you. That's ATM interesting and that and that and that, that, my...
1: that particular crop can be a a big counterpiece to what we're doing to our Earth. At it's that a, point, it's,
3: it's a good it's a good piece of the puzzle, and and so. But
0: you, want like you're saying, that. that you have to make it financially uh, viable because you, right. because those if you're you know growing all those soybeans all those soybeans, all that corn to export to other markets, like you have that's something you need like that's years in advance. Yeah, like that's, we,
3: we, and we don't live in a society where we can like snap our fingers. No, out. even even though we all think like uh, most of us probably logically think like we want to take care of our. We want to take care of the land that we live on. We mm-hmm. want to be good stewards of it. Yeah, you know, uh, when you're talking about the hundreds of millions of Americans, <laughs> we that do. We, I, I feel like if you ask, the you mow your person, lawn, your focus, you know so keep your
1: bed nice. But it is. I mean,
0: we say that, <laughs>
1: but we, but we, but we, we also want spend to be our a money in,
0: in a in a way that you know,
1: sure. But well, we also but want, want to be consumers, and yeah. and we're not going to stop that train from moving because we know what happens then. So it's
3: important to just keep having the conversation, right? Right. I think for for like. Um, like many of us every day is a school day right it's like uh, and and you know people don't necessarily know that um you know buying oat milk instead of uh you know cow milk cow milk might actually be better for the the land and and I, you know i don't even know if that's necessarily true um <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right <laughs> It does that. <laughs> uh, it does, though. I mean, it, but, you know, the there's with studies almonds. out there that say that it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Again, and honestly. I'm inclined to believe, s- trust scientists, I guess. Um, you Damn know. scientists. But uh, yeah, oh, man, so I guess I've I'm t- like you know, in try and in attempting to triangulate beer with <laughs> agriculture and and what I'm trying to do at test, you know, you look at the hazy double ipa mm-hmm. um and that's literally the beer that's keeping the lights on probably at almost every brewery yeah. in the country yes, at it the is. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> and you okay. see the breweries that refuse to make that beer style kind of not all of them but some yeah. of them struggle and they you know, they can't figure Most out why but struggle. then they're also like you know i'm never making a hazy IPA. and and, and for me it just seems like there, there's th- those there's are puzzle a, pieces that fit yeah you know oats are really the unsung hero of hazy IPA. You know, yes. we all look at hops, but the thing that makes that beer so soft and smooth, um, that th- those are the oats. Oats, oats, oats.
0: Um, and there was a brewery that, that we had on a couple times that uh, we were, you know, friendly with. And that was one of their things like, we're never going to make a hazy IPA. We think that's such a stupid mm-hmm. trend. And like, they have several hazy IPAs. <laughs> and then now that's now, the oh, backbone man, of their business model. Man, you know, <laughs> And they make they make great beer that's not as yeah. IPAs. And I, I Bounce a few rent strikes. Yeah, rent, yeah,
3: yeah. I, know, tracks, uh, and start right. changing your tune. Hey. Right? L- um, L- listen, you, gotta you got to do what you, you gotta got to do. You got to keep point. the doors open. Yeah. You know? I don't.
0: begrudge them one bit. I'm just saying, um. right? So uh, I guess
3: then with uh, beyond that, um, there again, there are more than there's more than one oat variety, right? Nah. So so how, how can you then also um, through your purchasing power as a as a company as a brewing company. Uh, help to shape what farmers are putting in the ground, uh, which is why you know we started looking at, at heirloom oats and finding that you know they're they're real practical upshots, right? Like they taste better, yeah, uh, because they're fattier, because oh, they're shot. because they're more protein rich. They literally have the the oats that we use, like they almost like they taste like cream soda. They they mm. have like a vanilla note that they carry with them. Interesting, um, and you know so there's they're a little more expensive, but they're there's practical upshots for brewers from a flavor standpoint that can justify the, the purchase. But then you're also, you have
0: to create a market incentive for, yeah, you have to talk about it to
3: grow it. Yeah. You have, you have have to talk about it. You have, you have to, you have to, you have to talk, identify it for the consumer so that they can go. Okay.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
3: um, Heirloom fatty oats in hazy IPA makes a slightly creamier, Hazy IPA which could
1: is. separate your beer from another and could bring more business to that so it kind of you know looking yeah. to make that handshake well, across and the
2: board what always happens somebody replicates it oh, well. and then everybody replicates but no but well, that becomes says, the next big but, and that and drives demand that drives yeah, demand yeah, and yeah. then now again
3: you're, and, you're hof- and hopefully there's some level of sea change you know sure I, don't know. Um, that, that, I mean I guess that's another component of like I, I definitely don't want to keep any of uh, like my ideas or test ideas to ourselves you know I, I, when we look at these things like I want I I would love to see adoption I would love I would love to see uh, these things I'm adopted go out into the world you know what I mean are you really
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> real sorry, just a, a bunch of people did.
3: It, it was all this
1: oat talk that, that people oh, are getting oh, on Instagram oh, right are now. Are people, uh,
3: t- they're like, they're they're tuning out right now? No, no, they're oh, tuning they're, in. They're, they're uh, Jay like,
1: Clancy saying what's up, CG3303, uh, Necromatic is saying what's mm. up, Wizard Romney, mm. my buddy Eric from Boston, um, Heat Meister's going back again. Yeah, I right, feel, I said feel That's the hops. All right, so the body. bunch of people just sticking around, listening for the long haul. Um, <coughs> I didn't mean to interrupt that, I just, uh, the idea though oats, is oats oats oats. oats, 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 is we can, as, uh, as this industry develops and using that more, can affect change throughout other industries. When you're talking about the hops you choose, are, are you going, what's your license under, or are you just licensing under who you're brewing with? Like, how is that okay, so going I've, I've for?
3: I've got a small facility in New Paltz. That we've basically put our t- our test brewing system into, okay, um, and that has a combined craft license hanging okay. on. It. So we're and a farm or no? Yeah, so yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's a license as a, a microbrewer and oh. a farm farm brewery.
1: There's no brewing that happens there. It's mostly collaborative. Just, just jumping pil- around. Piloting. piloting. I, I do okay. all my
3: piloting in that um, in that facility. Why'd
1: you pick up there? I guess because you're closer to Hudson. You're like Beacon uh, very much
3: <laughs> cost to be honest. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I sort of like found myself in a position of like. Where can I find a warehouse that meets the requirements of the uh, New York State Liquor Authority and and yeah. do it at a a price that I can afford to like bartend Eat. at Root and Branch and pay the rent at that place? Kind it's of be thing. tough and, down here. I mean, um, are you
1: thinking about maybe not being on the island?
3: Um, right now I'm I'm keeping it like a, a as open of a mind as I possibly okay. can. I live in Brooklyn, selfishly. I'd like to be able to walk or take the subway to, to, to work. So, you know, we're, we're looking at spaces in North Brooklyn. Okay. I'm definitely not opposed to um, anything on Long Island or up in the Hudson Valley. You know,
1: I think real estate in general would be tough in Brooklyn and Nassau. I think you're a little more open out here. Sure. But then that commute, I mean, you got to think about those brew days and everything else. Yeah. You know, some she might
3: have to become a long, but well, I was going to
1: say, is your wife willing to make the trip? Is anybody she really tired?
3: We spent the weekend in Belport with, oh, okay, our, with a go. friend of mine and she's like, we should get a house out here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. Like, you know, so who knows? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think it's just a matter of finding a place that has the right bones, sure. feels like the right fit. Sure. We're trying like, you know, as I'm sure you've been through, like trying to triangulate everything right now. Yeah. Like, bringing on the right people. Um bringing trying to bring on the right investors um, you know looking for the right space doing all that
1: now i and not to go too far into detail investors how do you even find them are you looking for someone you know that may be a relative or are you looking more for uh partnership business wise uh h- how do you even go about doing that like how, how yeah, if, if, mean, you, if you're not someone that has those connections to start how do you even find those like how do i find an investor
3: it's a good question um i mean uh, there seems to be a lot of people that want to in, that, that are interested in investing in breweries, right? Um
1: Especially alcoholics. Uh, thinking Steve. out
3: loud, I mean, we this this is some like we've been doing that soul searching. You know, yeah. we're, we're um you know we think about. I I think a lot of what we're looking for are people who can bring something to the table. You know, people who. Are we saying um,
1: besides money, or are you talking about yeah, more like- money, Yeah, besides money, like expertise. Like Infrastructure. A le, a,
3: yeah, a level, a, a level of expertise or a level of mentorship. Sure. You mm. know, um, arch- architectural experience is a plus. <laughs> <you> <laughs> Electrical know, maybe, would be nice. Maybe a finance background. <laughs> you know. Um, you know th- th- those kinds of things. Um, so,
0: you know- Have you thought about the mob? <laughs>
1: What's <that? laughs> Have you oh thought no. about- having yeah, the mob invest? nothing's yeah, off the table yeah. Yeah. yeah like I said again to open mind to open, keep open to mind, mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen they got money and they got guys they got a guy <laughs> yeah. and,
2: and you, supposedly
1: they guy, they're getting really in on it the oat market right yeah, now right, right, right now as we speak <laughs> they're
0: getting in oh, oh boy quarter the market on oats <laughs> yeah. oh god uh, well you apparently know apparently
3: no. those guys know how to use a shovel
0: too
4: yeah well right? they have contacts in the waste disposal community
1: wow this seems yeah. like a win-win now I'm thinking about it man getting rid of getting rid
2: of all that spent grain
1: when I say dump the grain in the mosh, yeah. you dump the grain <laughs> in the, the mosh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, so but there might be some body parts along in there, but hey. know, whatever. It's grain on maybe top of grain. Maybe we should not be talking maybe, about this. Maybe yeah, you make fun. a bunch of Italian pilsners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all the rage oh, now. God, now, you would maybe forget it. it. Maybe with pure mozzarella and, and <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> yeah, you might have
1: an olive oil factory next uh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, Little Earl. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of people like, I'm looking to invest, but I just don't even know where to get started. It's that, that's, without just making that one contact with a guy that goes, I want beer, do you advertise to try to get somebody? Is it just something you just word of mouth, anybody know anybody? Like, how do you go about kind of tracking those people down?
3: It's all been word of mouth. Um, I I, I don't know if it's the state of the art, but I've, I've been fortunate in the sense that I've sort of unsolicited had, have had. Folks offer to invest as we've gotten the project kind of up up on its
1: feet. So you presented like I, I'm starting a, I'm going to start a brewery. You know, I'm just kind of in the early phases, but you know, looking for investors you'd, you'd and people in- just kind of. Well, chime you'd be in.
2: interested. Somebody drinks the beer. Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck." <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> yeah, dead I'm a, serious. They're meant- like, "How do I get? into How do I get be a part of this?" Yeah, they get turned on by so much that uh, I mean, to this day, things would have been really different if. I had an investor come in mm-hmm. and he was willing to put in over a million dollars and brought me to this facility and you know, over in Bethpage and the whole, and scared the living piss out of me.
1: Because of the amount that you're kind of. He was like, immediate,
2: immediately, the phone lines will be answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was like, all right, we're, we're <laughs> only open from me. Nope. If anybody needs to get in contact with, you know, I was like,
0: what the
1: Fuck. is that scary? Like as uh, yeah. you know, getting those types yeah. of things, like that's way too much. It,
0: well, you know, <laughs> I mean, too much, too
3: fast, I mean, too soon kind of thing. Steve the, can probably attest to it, right? It's like you, you really care about this thing that you're building and, and it takes a lot of trust to, yeah. to, to, bring people in and you want to make sure that they're the right people. You want to make sure that they, um, also see what you see and are, mm-hmm. and want to build the same thing that you want to build. Um, you know, you want to make sure that, that, their vision for what you're building is going to dovetail with your own vision. Um,
1: and yeah, you don't want to get in that relationship I, and I, they're just counting everything you do. And all of a sudden yeah. it's not yours anymore. I
2: felt yeah. like I was selling my soul if I did it. Yeah. I literally and, you,
3: did. And you, and, and in most cases, not all, but in most cases, you got to be willing to give up a piece of the company. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Um, and those, those are hard, hard decisions to make. Yeah. You know? uh, I, I'm at a point right now where, you know, I just I just want a place to do the work, you know? So you I'm go. sort of like in this space where I'm like I want to find the right people to do the work with and um I want to I want to connect all the dots and I'm s- hungry as fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like I feel like I've got a million ideas uh, and You just uh, want to go. D- yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm I, s- I want to just start Clearing the hurdles out of the way. That's uh, a couple sort of
1: people right. checking on Instagram, but we're going to say goodbye to Instagram. You guys can jump over to Facebook and YouTube on the Govs Comedy Club uh, podcast channel. R&R Brewing Co., uh, Robert C. is coming back. 1940s. Uh, hey, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, Civil War veterans know how to use oh, uh, the internet. Man. And Craft uh, Not Crap LI has joined. But guys, I'm going to shut this down and uh, go over to YouTube and Facebook and catch the full show. Uh, we'll be back in a little while with some more live video, but we got a segment coming up. Uh, W- called uh, Steve's Three Questions. And uh, we're going <laughs> to find out a little uh. bit about you, sir, <laughs> That's right. uh, about the kind of, uh, ex- uh, let's say, uh, drinking experience. Yes. we this, yes. is, this is actually a great one. Hold on, let me just uh, tag this uh, really quick so I can post it, and then I'll go back and edit it uh, later. And then we're done here, and then we're done there. And yeah, 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 I'm sharing that. Good. All right, so let's do a uh, quick uh, intro song here for uh, a segment that we like to call... Uh Steve's three questions. Hey you cool cats. Tonight we bring you a very special presentation. Three questions with our very own Steve
2: Kaminsky. Yeah. Steve's questions.
1: Three questions from Steve. Three questions. Steve's questions to go. Oh, there I is. Almost missed it is. I know. Well, you're not listening. And oh, I thinking, All right. So, uh, Steve's going to set this up. But uh, we got some questions for you, Ben. So, uh, Steve, take it away with Steve's three questions.
2: All right, Ben. So I'm going to ask you three questions, one at a time. You don't have to answer them all at once. We're going to, we would like to get into this. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And, and it does. It, we, it, it, you know, once we start talking, it's like, oh. Um, what, what was that one beer that turned oh. you on to craft beer? What was that one you go, I got to know. So I got to find out more. <laughs> I got to find out more oh about PR. What is this? I'm gonna
3: sound like a
4: hoe, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: As you should, sir. Dude, magic should. hat number nine.
4: Yeah! <laughs> there <laughs> it is. There it is. First
1: time. That's me right here. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> that's there that was the hoe. Cool. It was. I am. I am also the hoe. <laughs> this that's is this that is a good one. That is one. Many mag- of us. That I went. Many of us. <laughs> what is this? And where? Where'd you have your first one? Do you remember?
3: Oh, uh, I was definitely in college so it would have been oh a okay alright
1: um, mine yeah. was at effing grooving yeah. yeah. oh my god oh yeah my first magic hat effing grooving I went in there Probably for the first too. time and uh, saw that there was nothing that I normally used to a Heineken or anything like that uh, <laughs> saw this beautiful tap handle with the little springs and everything mm-hmm. and I went what's that that like magic I like alright I'll try that changed my life that was it that was what is this apricot yeah, yeah. yeah. I that fucking yeah. Place so much. oh my god I really wish it was back actually but,
2: though I mean, come on, Mike's doing a good job over oh, yeah. there. Yes. American
1: Beauty. No, no, yes. no, no, no fault. To Not, them, but but I wish they yes. coexisted. Yes. Back in the day, That's what I'm saying it was a th- That was
0: Man, such that was a, a the cool place. thing. That yeah. was such a place. The directions. Nope. The directions to Mulcahy's. Like we don't serve beer, like uh, Bud Miller or Coors. Yep. Here's the address to Mulcahy's if that's what you're looking yep. for. Yep. But I mean, we have all these is there cool things. a good
3: things. Magic Hat number nine clone recipe out there? Should we
0: all just <laughs> – do, do we just need to brew it so that we can all like yes. gather around a the fire They're and like, uh, 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 reminisce about the old days? they out of business, right, Magic Hat? like They've cut back
1: a lot um, of their cores. They still no do more a number nine. Boy. There's no yeah, more you still,
2: Yeah, you still see nine around. No Black Cat.
1: It. No, none of the the yeah. single chair, yeah. none of those old school ones that I remember. Oh, and I've shit, been to the brewery. No,
3: and I would have brought a six pack. No, no wait, <laughs> <laughs> of what of of na- magic non- <laughs> hat? <a,
1: laughs> I mean, like now it. I want to go buy it. <laughs> no, I, I'm still on my dogfish sixty minute. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I,
2: I drank that. i he's But, but the that wasn't
1: that wasn't the one that started for me. Magic hat started for me. Right now, it's like the go to would be with dogfish sixty minute, just because it's just exactly what I want. American IPA, a little bitter, a little piney. Got the right notes, got the right color, I'm good. I'm, and drinking a 12-pack you know, in a week. And not gaining a that. pound, by the way. Yes, it's the okay. only beer
2: You have to eat food to gain weight. Yeah, that's we true. I don't eat very much. I drink my, <laughs> my lunch is, and dinner. He is the only beer they make. They
0: that's, don't even make anything else. Really? Just, Just number nine. Get really? out of here.
1: Oh, that's, a, that's poor. I'm yep. sorry. I really liked some of their other beer. That black IPA was delicious. That Saison uh, was delicious. Was that uh, single-chair? I don't no, know. I remember the, uh, winter.
0: The, only, the one other uh, label I remembered was uh, Circus Boy. Circus yeah, half Boy, yep. Half a, yep. Oh, that
1: was Wizard, right. right? Yeah, got
0: it. Question
2: number two. Right now, what is your favorite style? Pacifico.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a brand,
3: yeah. yeah me- Mexican lager, Mexican yeah. lager, like far, far, yep. like like all like Modelo and Pacifico. The, those are the beers that I'm drinking on a daily. Cerveza, day. Yeah. yeah. I re-
2: I remember I was at Seibel Institute, mm. and I actually had guys from Modelo were there. Um, I like you know, Modelo Dark, and they brought in yeah, they brought in shit you don't find in the states, and we were like, what? They brought a keg to put in the beer stube.
1: Oh, so that, is that mini kegs? Cause and that the mini kegs are and developed.
2: let me tell you, it was some of the best tasting beer. Oh So fucking good. So yeah.
1: jealous. When we used to go to, to Nassau Coliseum for the um, World Beer Craft Beer thing, I international. would spend. Yeah, inter, thank you. It was international. I I spent a lot more time at that festival over on the that side of the uh, the Coliseum floor. Because there's stuff that you just you're not going to see. Yeah, you had your Hofbräu. So I was drinking Dunkels and Hefts and stuff like that. German beer. uh, uh, What else? A Harp and Guinness were always there. You know, there was some good choices at the time. And and Guinness would come with all like the weird stuff or the new stuff they're trying to promote. Um, You could always get a good Guinness though. But yeah, I remember Modelo Dos Equis. Everything, everything oh, was Dos yeah, Equis. Oh like yeah, amber and I would always go. Yeah, I was always go for the Modelo Dark and the Dos Equis Amber. I oh, like the darker lagers. Yeah. on, on oh, that side. Right. Of, Modelo is awesome. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, great beer. I uh, when I go to Caracara uh, Cara in Farmingdale, love that place. That's what I get. I get Modelo Dark with, with my dinner. Delicious. I love that one.
2: Question number three: What beer, if you were able to? you go into a restaurant, you go into a bar, what beer would you like to see on tap or available from any point in time other than your beer? What would be that beer?
3: Like uh, a beer that that's in existence? Was it,
2: it might Is not it? be anymore. Mm, okay. But what would be that one beer that you would hope to, f- to see and be able to have?
3: Oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm always really happy to see Rodhouse Pilsner on, on draft. Mm, okay. That's sort of like a, that's always like a, a, like feels like a warm handshake. <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's probably that. Although maybe that's not fair because I, I feel like more and more, uh, you, you see it in more places now. It's not yep. not quite as not quite as hard to find anymore. Um, yeah,
1: you know. well, that's a good answer to that one because that's what you would want. You sit yep. down at a restaurant, if it's there, that's that's the so thing. That's The one I want. Yes. Yeah, Sweet. just yeah, because right. it's there. Now you never know it could like Magic had, die out eventually, and mm. you you're know you not going to get as much anymore. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see who for, this like is. Years, C- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. This is the one with Mike, Pete, and Steve Who do we got on the phone? This is Bill All right, so that was that one again. Every and fucking every week. Every week. Sorry, buddy, but uh, it? we're not we it. We don't know. It's a blocked wireless caller. It doesn't have a phone number. <coughs> so every
2: time we do the show, this guy calls. So
1: <laughs> I talked to DJ D-Love today. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis called. Uh, actually, DM. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. That's no, it's not. It's not DJ. Um, and uh, I was going back and forth. Apparently, it's his birthday again, third oh. time this year. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted us to shout him out. So shout out to DJ D-Love uh, on your birthday, buddy. Um, but I, the, what was that fourth question that was a follow-up to that third one? I'm, I still gotta, We got to go back to that show and listen to it because that was a great question. That we could introduce, and I was annoyed because I had to redo the whole, uh, you know, Steve song again to get the four questions in. But you know, uh, how I started with number nine and quickly moved into West Coast IPAs. It was the the groundbreaking beer, but then it was Stone. Um, Mm -hmm. It was uh, yeah, I had some Dogfish, not West Coast, but all
3: the Three Floyds beers. Oh yeah, oh
1: god, when they started coming out, Mm. that King Lizard is that what the is that that one from Three Floyds that you had, Steve?
2: Um, no, that was, um,
1: yeah. And you brought back Piney, Pliny. Oh, I Sorry. brought
2: so many things back. Yeah. Um, Now I remember getting way back when, when I was in Chicago and I'm, I'm walking to one of the, the bevies and the guy's walking with a case of zombie dust. And he's like, yeah, this is it. This is it and guy takes a six six pack and he goes, You want one? I was like, What? <laughs> Sh- should I And have I one? took it I took it, and that was their allotment.
1: They got a case.
2: And um it people, was called co- it was called. Before Co-binis. it reached
1: the shelf, people were grabbing out of the out of the case.
2: And I went back to my I had a, you know, little suite that I was staying and I put it in the fridge. Bougie bass. And bastard. while while I was while I was studying, I cracked that open and I drank it right out of the bottle. I was like Jesus Christ this is the most wonderful thing ever I, I will never forget this and to this day Zombie Dust is always that one beer and then of course I go to uh, a burger place and I see on, on the list I see uh, Gumball Head I'm like fuck this is unbelievable I'm like I'll have a bottle of Gumball Head she goes really cause we got it on tap and then that was the next moment yeah. for me. <laughs> I was like oh my god this is great
1: but yeah. those those gateway beers andor breweries for that matter, what was the next thing? Like after you had Magic Hat, what was like that next wave of I stuff? I
3: definitely started to get into Hoppy Beer. It was yeah. A big Hop Head, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, as that like second wave of American craft beer was happening. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh. That I was still, the other one I couldn't think of. Was, I still drink that beer. Like, yeah.
1: Um, celebration is that, delicious. I love Celebration. So,
3: um,. Ruten Branch, uh, the the guy that I bartend with at Ruten Branch, um, Alex Zolli, is sort of like a, a craft beer legend in New York
2: City. He's he's, uh, he's when you hear where he used to work, you're gonna go, I fucking probably saw
3: him. Ginger he... Man? no. no. He's, he's he's essentially witnessed the birth and hand delivered uh, <laughs> almost every important craft beer bar in New York City. Really, that's in like in proletariat. Like Ten years. He's yeah, blind pro- tiger. Proletariat. I think he worked at Blind Tiger, but t- uh, part of the opening team at Tars, part of the opening mm. team, ran Spite and Dival for years. Spite and Dival. Part, part of Beer Street. Um, but just just this last year, like uh, he brought in some Celebration cans, and I forgot how good it was. Yeah. And he's like, I got a Magnum from last year at home, and he brought that in, and it was just like, and he put me put me back on a, to Celebration. I'm like, what a good
1: Where this? you just pass in the store? I, you know, in, in the bottle, you're like, oh, look at it, it's so cute, but then yeah. you're like, ah, you get back into it, and you're like, oh, where I've been missing this. Yeah. That's why I was uh, for yeah, dogfish, yeah. I've been away for it for so long. Now I'm like, how come I haven't been drinking this every day forever? I mean, it's it's those types of beers. Okay, he's has yeah, it on tap. I know, but I'm just saying, I had I had him when I went to the Warped Tour band. No, when I went to the Midtown show, uh, they had a yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying, like that. That those core beers they really haven't changed in my opinion. Like is still Celebration, pa- Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is still that. You, know, you you can always go back to it as an old friend, and like I said, yeah. have that relationship just rekindle. Like
3: Five year stretch where I would uh, like drink the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale like at the end of every night. That was yeah, that was my shift beer. Just- nice. But a six pack with a, with a buddy of mine.
1: Coming. And I was just, we were talking about uh, with, um, uh, not Twin Four, who do we have in last week? Why can't I think of it? Oh, Somerset. Somerset. And w- at Beverage Barn, and I, <coughs> I think I misspoke and it kept saying um, uh, it was uh, not Kona, but it was the Maui coconut stout. It was Maui coconut porter, because I looked it up afterwards, and I know I kept saying stout. But that's another one. Like then I started seeing stuff like that. The the Hawaiian craze of Kona and Maui, and Maui really was more the craft, and Kona was more the big D. Um, but you know that that type of beer and that type of flavoring and and the stuff that they're doing there. When um, uh, fire, uh, Firestone, fire, well, no, Firestone no, no Fire. What's the no? Not longboard, not big wave. Oh oh. Um, what's the 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 one with the Lava on it, a uh, fire walker. No, it's not fire walker. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, you know, the one with fire. Yeah, the one with fire. and lava. But that whole lineup. And then I got back to uh, things like Saranac, like just old school Saranac. Their dark beer lineup in I the holidays.
0: Had a Saranac and couldn't tell you, but they're still producing beer like for. Uh, they have like a every a fall. They have
1: like a fall like a and the winter ones. Like just October good variety too. Pack. just a dark it's a black lager. This coming from
3: the guy who it was just an hour ago saying how he is just looking for the next best, the next new thing. Dan, right? I'm going backwards.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was like, I was having a conversation about music too. Like I saw a band, uh, one of my, one of the bands I like it released a new song. So I go back to some of the original albums and I'm like, wow, where's this album been? I haven't listened to this in years. And It's the same thing with beer. Like uh, I get the new stuff and I'm like, oh, this is good. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, where has this been for the last few years? I got to get back into that. Yeah. I, I go through those changes, I guess sometimes.
3: Like honestly, like one of the best things about, uh, being a part of uh, opening Root and Branch, all of those guys are such big beer geeks, yeah. and they're kind of like stalwarts in the in the craft beer scene in New York. You know, they they they're not fooled by the shiny new thing, <laughs> and they've really uh, taught me like a, a, a newfound respect and love for all of these great American beers that have. Just been around the block and yeah. they're still good. Yeah.
1: I yeah. was at Root and Branch. Uh, it was just uh, me going in picking up some beer. I was like, oh, I'll take like a five ounce of, of just something just to try it because it was new on the list. And immediately, I, I forget who it was, came over to me with something from Hillstead. And that they had, and they just cracked the bottle. Now they're just anyone that wants to taste taste this. Check this out. This is pretty cool. Yeah, that I'm goes like, on
3: a lot
4: now.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of another perk of the,
4: of yeah. the job. yeah, you're getting a lot of people Thursdays. bringing stuff, and Thursdays.
1: you guys are allowing that. It's it's phenomenal. And I'm like, oh wow, this is this is pretty cool. And then I stayed for another beer, and that, they they put the hook in me in there, and I'm like, now I'm going to be uh, two or three beers in, and. You know, we're hanging, talking. It, it it's it's the, do
3: you, the vibe. I, uh, do you know how many times I've had uh, guys at the bar be like, "Okay, this is
2: my last one.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, I'm serious. This is actually my last <laughs> one. Okay, this time I'm, I'm
2: serious. I'm actually I'm
3: gonna go after this one." <laughs> and they end up hanging out all night. Yeah. <laughs> all
2: right, you don't have to talk about me. I'm
1: right here, okay? <laughs> 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 Fucking right here, man. And that's when he calls me. He's like, "What are you doing right now?" I'm <laughs> <laughs> over. All right, I'll be over. Steve's
3: wife comes marching <sighs> in the like, Bro, Steve.
2: Where have you been? Uh, you don't know how many... I've, <laughs> Get that like, pizza to go. Let's I've go. gotten, like, <laughs> fucking really in trouble because of these guys. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden Alex comes over, and he puts... Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, this stout, we just poured it. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I'm tasting I'm like, oh, that's so delicious. Uh oh. Steve's on the phone.
1: I don't care if it's your birthday. I'm, t- I'm, <laughs>
2: birthday. I'm, s- I'm sorry you're, you're f- your mother's dead. No, oh, God, uh, yeah, That was terrible. It yeah, yeah. went terrible. really dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah there, huh? yeah, well, you know. Tell the
3: kids to go play on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry the house is on
2: fire and everybody's dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I got another Did beer. T- I just <laughs> ordered it. I can't. <laughs> I can't
1: go now. No, I've hey.
2: learned, I learned my lesson. When I first started going to Root and Branch, I, you know, they do half pours or full pours, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck,
1: half pour! What do you come yeah. on?" No, now, you, now, because you want to sample everything that's there. Is that something?
2: No, I still want the full pours. <laughs> I don't need to drive home with covering one eye and trying to fucking see. Oh yeah. We need self-driving
3: yeah. cars. Yes, I mean, come we, on. We need you know, tomorrow. it's not like
2: it's not like I could ride the railroad for free. Oh wait, I eight can, and it's
1: within two blocks of where you're at. Hey,
3: yeah, and 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 it's like literally like a couple stops, right, or something like yeah. that. You yeah,
2: just, You have no excuse. No, yeah, not, not, <laughs> yeah. not a thanks for calling. And M- my M- <laughs> M- M- wife <laughs> fucking made that apparent to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: Um, you know. Which is interesting when they when when you guys were at Ruben Branch deciding on location was that key to the the formula is getting somewhere near public transportation because you oh, had man. such a huge following in the city.
3: I, I honestly I I don't know the whole story about
2: how, again like, we how, need to get Anthony on how,
3: how, yeah. how they how they landed there. Um, you know I know I know Anthony grew up not too far away from yep. that location. I I will say this he he. Um, I know he used to skateboard yes, there as a kid, and I guess that
1: yes, Kopig has a skate park down at Tanner Park. But even yeah. just like skateboarding, there, all under like, the train tracks,
3: on, under the train tracks on Railroad Avenue. That's yeah. so, and and he's a big big fan of skateboarding. So I, I would imagine part of it is somewhat sentimental. Okay, you know, probably it was like, oh shit, I used yeah. to, you know, go skateboarding down here. Got my with, truck a, grind. A
1: or the wax but, is still on the curb from yeah. I'm I'm sure like having a
3: having a train stop right there. You know. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Like when you're yeah. looking at yeah, building a business, it's that's a that's a that's definitely a boom. And there. I
1: know Kopag was going through a revitalization, redoing some of their main town strip there, and and adding new buildings and new stuff. So it was a great addition to the area. And I'm sure you're seeing a, a lot of foot traffic. I mean, the brewery's busy, and you know people are coming in throughout you know the normal open hours, I guess. You yeah,
3: know. I mean they're still th- we they're getting people
0: in every day that are like.
1: I live right down the street, and I had no idea this yep. place was here.
3: <gasps>
0: no, it's <laughs> true.
3: They're still they still getting. I that. mean, if
0: you're not into craft beer, like that's pretty it's easy true. to you know.
1: It's it's. I would say it's easy to miss if you're not looking for it, yeah. right? Because you're not walking down that area of that train tracks, unless definitely you're, still if you're not following that, all the new you know, brewery you know, openings kind of on Facebook you know? and Instagram. Yeah. It's pretty easy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're the ones you know? always looking <laughs> yeah. for new ones, but that <laughs> people yeah, people
3: are finding out. But it, you know, yeah, it's, still, it's word of mouth too. I mean, that's what's in that great place right now as a business where it's like for all the early adopters they're getting to go during this time when it it's not overrun and right. you know not everybody's heard of it it's it's literally just you know people who really love most of the people that come in are people who love craft beer yeah, and they've been following Root and Branch for Why, a while which is awesome me and the
2: boys show up around 3 o'clock <laughs> not a big crowd we could nope. go up and get out I like the outside spot that's nice oh man when it's yeah when
1: it's like when you nice get that out. nice
2: little sun out there oh uh. uh, yeah.
1: So good. So uh, you guys, uh, you know, obviously, you're like many of the other breweries. You have to bring in an outside food vendor. So you guys have been trying out they, new they, places. They but they you stopped
3: s- that. They actually. So they, they got
2: Nico's up. now. They. Uh,
1: so where is Nico? Is it doing it's in the back, out of the back of the brew house? Yeah. Like where? Really? Right to the to the left is the. Is it's it a separate, separate business? loading area? Okay. And is it a
0: separate business or is it just?
1: Yeah. How does that?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 its own business, but it's um at. Mm. Uh, Anthony and his uh, – the brewer and his dad have been making pizza together for years. And his dad, Frank, like grew up in the Bronx. I think he grew up in the Bronx. Um, but like one of his – If first, he didn't, it's a great story for one, a pizza. keep it One of, yeah, a, yeah, one it of that his way. first jobs apparently as a teenager was working at a pizzeria. So, really? You know, they, they've sort of – As one does in the Bronx. Like you know, been honing they, – they've been making pizza together uh, for fun for a while, kind of honing the craft. And no,
2: Nothing better when you go back there. It was the first day they, they opened – and his dad's there, his mother's there, the f- whole family, and his mother's like, "Yeah, I taught him everything he knows <laughs> and, and his father's just like, oh, you know how, how, would you like it and every but I,
3: it's Anthony' been awesome to see man, like to see um you know, and obviously like we all have we all have our our quarrels and our qualms with our own family, but as an outsider uh, to watch Anthony and his dad and his mom and yeah. his brother like all ra- yeah. like rally around. Building this thing together,
4: yeah.
3: it it just it grows my heart to see it. I, <laughs> I love it. It's it's really it's really awesome to see, man.
2: The best best thing. I I, I hope they don't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Someone's going <laughs> in that uh, oven. They have shit. a pizza oven. Uh, or are they doing, like, no, it's a brick oven pizza. It's, it's a, br- a it's a trailer.
1: Okay, ah, okay. it's a full trailer. Okay. I know. What you, okay,
2: but they make their own dough. They make it's Good, yeah. So Anthony, I, I go in and what's I'm fucking like, better than beer
0: and pizza, oh. right? Like.
2: I go in and Anthony's, he's got the paddle. He's he's working the oven. His dad's there. His, his brother, his mom's over here, you know, walking around serving. Um, and and I see he's like, hey, Steve. I'm like, bro, I got to ask you. All right, what do you love more? <laughs> Making the pizza or beer? And he fucking stopped for a few moments and just kind of like. He had to really
1: think about it, didn't he?
2: And he's like pizza yeah <laughs> he goes it's uh, um oh, it's shit. more hands-on it's it's yes, also instant beer, gratification beer, beer takes hours yeah and, and you know but pizza by spinning the fucking you know the crust in that if you leave it too long on one side if you do
0: it's so intimate it's ready in a few minutes after you put it in that oven the yeah, whole thing about it is a few weeks is so in fir- intimate about making
2: that pizza and people having it immediately where beer you know you Many things could go wrong, but you can kind of fix it, and you have time. And pizza—it's that
0: a few minutes versus a few weeks. For I love that the payoff, synergy, though, yeah.
3: right? It's like it's still grain and fermentation, yeah. yeah, right? Like yeah. creating something delicious with grain and fermentation. And <laughs> now you can him, I even
0: said to them, go, bro. And do you go traditional? Like, do you, do you go like a pilsner, you know, and your margarita or Neapolitan slice, or do you go?" <sighs> With a ton of adjuncts, and you know, hot honey, and I'm going sausage with an sausage, yeah, yeah, something (laughs) hearty. Let me tell you
2: that Turkish Turkish pills. Oh yeah, man with with the freaking white slice, white slice, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. The the Turkish pills or the the Turkish lager was a, a bit of a sleeper hit. Hmm. kind of snuck up on all of That, this. Yeah.
1: that one well, also because people want lagers. I mean, as much yeah. as people want IPAs, the the craft guys Do you guys
3: uh, I'm I'm curious as as people who love beer, like where where are your heads at? Cuz hmm. I feel like uh, you know, we've been hearing that the lager revolution is is coming for years. Oh god, so, it
0: fucking better. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's here. <You>, <laughs> no, uh, I you guys are for me, all rooting for it. I mean If it's I don't if it's not if the sales data supports that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, crispy
0: boys or, or Belgians. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. I mean
3: I mean I, I I I'm know always it would make make brewers really happy if people started drinking more crispy
0: boys because I, I that's drink the I mean, stuff that we want to make. Everyone drink, drinks right? hazies because that's that's what's available. But like, no, i like there's always a season yes for fucking no. lagers, man. Yeah, it one.
1: is always a season for yeah. lager. I, I I'm still I, I'll still always go back to the the really hoppy beers. I do I do like that flavor profile. That's what got me started in general. That's got me going anyway. Mm-hmm. It keeps me going, but you can't do that consistently over years. You have to have some sort of in-betweens. And I think the first thing I go to, I, I love dark lagers, like a yeah. Schwartz beer, oh, yeah. a Dunkel, <laughs> stuff like that. I That I can go right to over a porter or a stout. I can do those. Um, but just to, if I had a routine in a bar or something like that and they had IPA, I'd probably get an IPA and then every so often mix in one of those dark beers as long as they had it on tap. But uh, in regards to like a Pilsner, I love them, but at at times I'd rather go to the hop than to the pills because I'm still getting a little bit of that that crisp, that hit in the mouth. And at the same time, then I'm getting all that juice flavor profile that I want. It's all about the hit. It It is all about the hit. I need that boom, that zing. As soon as it hits me, boom, I'm like, yes. Boom, zing. It's it's got it. It's me right here. Like A1 sauce, Everyone
0: remembers that goddamn commercial. Everyone. Juice, man. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I do like the juice, too. I mean, I don't like the overjuice, like some of the ones that are just orange juice no but i need some something else to balance that out sure. i like like for the instance this nice little balance there's a little so bite yeah little a little bite fish, but yeah. not over the top hops it's I mean- still
3: a little green uh we, we were supposed to release it last week uh so the yeah, bite the bite is the bite is just like i was interested because
2: i saw when you brewed it and i was like i don't see it yet yeah <laughs> where where is it and uh give it to me <laughs> and now i and now i get to drink it um I don't see tell anyone, by the way. Mm. Well, too oh, no. No, no. no, we won't put
3: this out on the air or anything. <laughs> no, we're not this live or nothing. This isn't going out into the internet. No. I, into
1: webs. <laughs> it, it, It'll be out there eventually. By the time, people, <laughs> well, <laughs> by time it's out there, it'll be out there. Like, okay. It's
3: it's not released yet. <laughs> we're um, we're releasing it when it's ready. And <laughs> when is
2: that going to be? Probably this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think you're like far like off. I mean, Friday. I don't notice
1: anything crazy, okay. but I'm sure you guys... With your, your knowledge of what it was supposed to be, what you're intended to be, yeah. um, I feel as, as an average consumer, I would have I would have yeah. no idea. That's not what you intended it to be.
3: We we found ourselves in ex- the exact position that kind of scares the shit out of me about <laughs> like kind of running a your own called yeah. test that is sort of like has an eye on trying to do try something new, yeah. um, you know. To my knowledge, nobody's ever made a beer with overnight oats before. There's a handful of beers out there that are called overnight oats. Right. But I don't think they've actually taken the step of overnighting the oats. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but
1: Challenge uh, even, even, thrown out there. Right. You know, even if like we weren't the so first,
3: It was definitely the first time I ever did it. Yeah. It was definitely the first time Anthony ever did it. And you know, we we're walking into a s- scenario of not knowing what to expect. You, you, you can go, okay, well, we think it's going to do this. But you 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 just don't know and then in a at some point we we find, okay, beer's still kinda bitter and astringent and and it's because it's green, but is that because of the is it because it's just green would this have happened anyway, or is it because of the overnight oats? Is it because the, the, you know, protein and fat matrix is a little bit different. Mm. And is, it, is it keeping the hops in suspension a little bit longer? Does a, mm. does a beer like this need, need an extra few days of, of chilling
1: out? Well, I'm glad you picked Simcoe over some of the other really strong hops because this is a more subdued hop compared to some of the others.
3: Simcoe was, um, so ha- got to go out to hop harvest uh, in the Pacific oh, cool. Northwest um, and help with selection for root and branch. And of the hops that we rubbed, the Simcoe was by far and away the best hop I had ever, ever handled, smelled. Really? Mm. Um, it just, it, it like, it really made an impression on both of us. She liked happiness. Um, so sure. sort of like, you know, when it came to making a making a hoppy beer together, using, using the Simcoe seemed like a logical choice. <laughs> it was just like, and, and I, I don't think Anthony's ever made a, a single hop, uh, like a beer with only Simcoe. Um, I've done it once, but not with like really great Simco
2: like this. Um, and was it was it pellet, or did
4: you use cry? Yeah, yeah,
3: oh, okay,
2: yeah, yeah. pellets, pellets. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm wondering if you know. Again, this is all new now. Yeah. Um, if you use cryo instead of you use using the pellets, you know what? The, again, this is I love this stuff. Yeah. Because now it's like okay, we did this. Why did this happen? Yeah. Now, and that's the I mean, great part is I d- trying to I've figure out. I've definitely
3: seen, when, like, with using cryo, if you use it in a late stage dry hop, you know, it, it definitely seems to leave some bite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leaves the beer a little green. I think, I, for me, for my process, I've found that cryo works a little bit better um, earlier in the process. Like, no, like th- you use
2: Simcoe like for the whole hot side, cold side? All Simco,
3: all pellets. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the stuff that that we got to select and it, and it was really special stuff. So it's cool to get to see it stand up on its own. That's in a, awesome. In a beer. And I mean, that's sort of like this is what makes making hoppy beer really fun. Like when when you when you get to kind of like touch it in the beginning, <laughs> and then <laughs> kind of see it stand alone yeah. in its own beer and and kind of see what it can do. That 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 for me is like that's that that's what makes makes you want to make beer, right? Sure.
2: It's like. For me, it's cashmere.
3: Cashmere is awesome. I
2: fucking love cashmere so much. Anytime, you know, I was doing a collab with somebody, I always was like, oh, and then put some cashmere in it? (laughs) (laughs) Everything is put cashmere in it. Manhands uh, with uh, San City. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, here's the recipe. I went through the recipe. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this yeah it's, uh, I'm uh, like, what about some cashmere? Hey, have <laughs> a, can we put some
1: cashmere here? Or Comet? And this guy all shows right, up. To, you guys right. show, He shows up to collaborations with cashmere in his back yeah, pocket. Yeah, he just got like a, a fucking forty-four
2: pound friggin'
1: two of the brewers got bags of weed. This guy got a bad bag of cashmere. So. It, it,
2: it, cashmere stinks like weed. It's yeah. so
1: wonderful. It does. It's like that kind of resiny. It has yeah.
2: that that. You know, danky, kinda
1: funky. Yep. What are the other th- like you you went out to the hop fest and and you're able to smell what else stood out? Anything new that's kinda coming out that's kinda on the cutting edge, or anything else that was like really like way out there? Like what are Citra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so I much don't know. citra. Like
3: I, I feel like the stuff that's kind of in trial phases, you know, it's it's always in that like you need to actually brew with it.
2: Yeah. Know. Because um, you don't know. Yeah. You really
3: don't. Um our buddy Joey, who also works at Root & Branch, is starting a, a, a brand of his own called Shanker that uh, everybody should keep their eye on if, if, they're, if oh, really? they're not already. Together. Does he have
1: some beer out already or just... Uh... Not not yet, but okay. he's,
3: he's uh, like... I mean, just this week literally started uh, launching his Instagram and everything. Okay. He's oh, going to cool. be brewing out of the 12% Beer Project. Oh, no, there you go. Um, so Joey Pepper, um, if it's a name that you don't know, if you're listening at home, Joey Pepper um, was... Uh, also, one of the opening uh, on the opening team at Terst, um, I think, basically ran the the uh, beer program there for mm. a while. Then became the the head brewer at Folk's Beer, which oh well, yeah, shit. you know, really? became a uh, like a real hometown favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, making some of the best lager uh, around. Um, and uh, at some point during the pandemic, uh, went went his own way to to start his own brand. And Shanker. Uh, so he'll be brewing out of the 12% Beer Project. Um, he's bringing back Glow Up, I don't, you know, for people that like sour beer and know that, know that brand. I definitely have heard of it. Um, he's he's going to be bringing back Glow Up, making some of his own sour beers. I've digressed a little bit. The reason why I bring up Joey is um, he, he made a really good point today. Uh, and it's about hop varieties mm. and how um, he believes that the grower is more important than the variety. Um, right? Mm. So it's, it's not just the name. Like fancy names are are great, but it like you also have to pay attention to where they're coming from and who's growing them. Because usually the best stuff is coming from specific places. And we've seen like I mean, & Branch has been and and, and Joey, um, and a and a lot of other great hoppy beer breweries are, are have been employing uh freestyle hops from New Zealand to great yes. success, right? And it just just goes to Noble show you Savage. how like when you have, you know, people who really care about their craft and what they're doing, you know, it's uh um, that has as much of, or if We're not more of, an effect on the end product than the actual variety of the the plant itself. Back and we know there's terroir in plants, so oh sure, yeah. in hops
2: specifically. So that that all makes sense. Back in the day, I I got turned on by Sirachi Ace from Brooklyn hmm. Brewery when that first oh, came yeah. out. I was like, they're saison. Are they, right? fu-
1: are they still doing that? I haven't uh, seen that. in forever. I haven't seen it yeah. in the longest time. But huh.
2: the the key was. It was a Sriracha Ace hop that was only grown in Japan over by this volcanic ash area. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's so good. And I got my hands on Sriracha Ace from Japan. And I brewed this beer and I'm like, I brought it to a festival and people were like, oh my God, this is the best beer we ever had. This is fantastic. Could never get the hop again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, but, but here's the fucked up thing. Hop, right? I got it from uh, Yakima.
1: Wasn't the same. Wasn't the same. Mm. It was sure.
2: close, but sure. it did not have that wow factor.
1: Was it because they didn't get it from the right region in which the original one came from? It doesn't or? matter. Soil. Ah, okay. Soil. Soil. So it's just from where? where, where and,
2: it is. And and uh, the sriracha ace was actually pr- was was brought about Sapporo Brewing Company. Oh. Right. they were the ones. They were like you know they had their research and develop Sapporo. and they made this. You know they. Crossbred this hop, and it was only in this volcanic area. Mm. It's only like an acre. And
1: How crazy is that? They got a hop like that the grows Santa in volcanic yeah. hops. And,
3: there's a there's a, a, a manual uh, on hops that every brewer reads. That's literally called hops, right? And in that book, the, they state hops grown on one side of the road of like citra hops grown on one side of the road. Can be comp- like can taste completely different from citrus hops grown on the other side.
2: I, but you know you gotta think about it. it's the same thing like wine, like grapes. When I was in California, mm-hmm. I could not believe they're like yeah that grape is the same grape, but because it's here and it's down a little lower on the valley, totally complete yeah completely different um, sugar content and and it's just, it is literal literally that's why Long Island ah, I really can't. Get you know like hops to that point,
1: right? Well, um, it's soil, it's it, elevation, it's a bunch of different things, well, but it's, it's also it's very s- consistent in that everything's going to be about the same. That's a, that's what I thought about Long Island because
3: the weather in Long Island is so good. You would think
2: that <laughs>
3: hops would go <grow> great in, <laughs> <laughs> <you know>? but <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> but this but year. Cra- but the <laughs> craziest
2: thing, though, you know, way back two hundred years ago, all the hops that were grown in the United States were grown upstate New York, New York yeah. in yeah. the Hudson Valley.
4: They're and still finding they the, wild varieties. Thanks, yeah. Prohibition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there,
3: I had a – I had a, when, I mean, back when <clears throat> I was, like, really just kind of still homebrewing, but um, connecting with people around beer, um, I met a, a woman who her – I think it was her dad was one of the original or, – like, had, had a farm that was one of the original hop-growing farms in, New really? York, in Cooperstown. And she had – like, they had stopped growing hops for, you know, like, decades – but she had found that there were just hops, like feral hops, yeah, yeah, growing on the on the farm. And yeah. um, it was like, can, you know, can you do anything? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, get they have cones, no idea what th- they are. I
2: mean, yeah. yeah, they could test them and find, you know, obviously the oils and stuff. But you know, take them, dry them a little
1: bit, s- smell them out, and see what they closely resemble. And if you can repropagate all of those, you got yourself maybe the next new hop uh, buried for fifty years.
3: I mean, I, there's no reason to believe that. Uh, the, that New York State can't produce great hops. Right, there's no reason to believe that the the breeding programs are you know just not quite as far along as the breeding programs in places like Yakima. And again, you know,
2: it's has to do with you know
1: the well, pro- Yes, but that's uh, that's why the farm brewery license, in my opinion, when they started that years ago, was meant to kind of spur farmers to try mm-hmm. to figure that out. The problem is it's now. Way behind.
3: Well, I know Cornell in, is very big. Uh, yeah, it's a land grant university. I mean, that, that's, yeah.
2: Uh, a, a buddy of mine, uh, who is part of the uh, Brewing Institute upstate with with Cornell, um, and uh, they are you know that's what they're trying to, to bring along. Yes,
1: is figure out a viable crop and a flavor profile that people would and, want. And that's
2: the thing you you can. Easily grow Cascade and Centennial and Yeah, all of those. course. You can't grow the sexy ones because they're trademarked. Right. Uh, well, you can't call it's... them something else. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can call but them, like, good, NY-37.
2: Well, good luck getting a rhizome from... Yeah, I you know. know. I
1: know. Uh, you could probably get sued
2: for that, too, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Could
1: they Could they test the molecular level, I guess, and DNA. get you on that? Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, the, the idea is experimental. Mm. And that's when...
1: Did Twenty-seven, 27 hops. When yeah. he had he
2: had an experimental that he had gotten. Mm-hmm. He had it for a year. <coughs> just um, because here on the island too, we were really susceptible to uh, dewy mold. Kills fucking hops. Yeah, it'll kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had gotten it. It was he, he was calling it Thor, and it was a fantastic. Oh, that's hop. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Made.
0: Fa- wasn't it the la- one of the last Thor's hammer?
2: Uh yeah it was yeah one of the last ones right yeah and it was great hop but he's like I can't do it anymore and then he wound up turning towards cannabis the or marijuana yeah. yeah and uh, a little
1: more profitable nowadays yeah a little bit a little bit a little bit, a little bit. um so y- you're brewing uh let's get into the beers let's get into the beers right away uh, Steve leaves perfect timing yeah I got uh, it. get the fuck out of here um so much. let's talk let's first start uh, first start talking about Tokyo Fixer a japanese style wheat beer with uh toasted buckwheat haven't seen that on a label uh coriander and uh satsuma yeah satsuma 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 that
0: really the orange Tangerine. really came on that yeah. one
1: yeah yeah uh, what what went into this how did you come up with this recipe did you experiment with some of these things before like kind of what brought you to this and can
0: i get a case by memorial day <laughs> for the
1: summer cuz
3: i feel this, like this whole batch is sold um we so this beer uh, was br- like basically designed for um, a couple of sushi restaurants. Uh, the really? conversation started around a uh, one Michelin star sushi omakase called Noda. Mm-hmm. They were opening a bar called Shinji's, and to- it's actually named after this guy Shinji. Uh, is known as the Tokyo Fixer. Ah. Um, apparently, that is a cool fucking like, name. He's, that is definitely yeah, he's like, 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 he's if you're going to Tokyo. You, you know, you want to talk to Shinji, Shinji's your plug for everything. But it in from work. You know, just went to Tokyo thing. today. Oh, no, uh, really? Yeah. So we, <laughs> we, like, they wanted to do this uh, uh, boiler maker with, like, really dope Japanese whiskey, and they wanted to have, like, a, a beer design just for it. Um, and that's where the conversation started, but we also wanted to think about uh, pairing it with sushi, sushi, which is where the flavor arrangement really kind of, like, I guess spurred from. Um, the label should say soba cha, but we, th- because of the government, you know, we had to change it to toasted
1: buckwheat. Case, <laughs> um, it's such a nicer name than saying <laughs> toasted buckwheat, but, yeah.
3: um, soba cha is basically a toasted buckwheat tea, mm-hmm. um, Japanese, uh, buckwheat tea that, it, you know, it just, it's really aromatic. It kind of has these like notes of sesame, really fascinating stuff. Um, buckwheat, is a seed it's not a grain mm-hmm. um, which is uh, was a little another uh hiccup for us with with labeling and having to change the wording now up, did you have to
1: mill that is that what
3: uh we actually just kind of full, dry, full basically seed. treated it like a dry hop oh
1: oven, oh which was probably
3: a bad idea hmm. you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> why well just you know, because
1: it's should have pasteurized it or something uh, but, all right well um, i, I do nothing to yeah. me came no, out the of that the way that was yeah. really good that was delicious but, like
3: the thinking there is you know uh, in terms of just thinking about sushi, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're you're looking at, like, a uh, piece of fish, mm-hmm. some nori, uh, and some rice, right? And I feel like p- pairing with the rice, the grains kind of have that covered. Uh, the buckwheat comes in as a note that's meant to play off the nori because that also kind of has, like, a toasted note. If, you haven't, mm-hmm. if you've ever eaten, like, just, like, seaweed chips or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then the satsuma, I mean, satsuma tangerine is just such a special ingredient, you know, like all Japanese citrus is like so aromatic and, um, like satsumas are, are, I think probably about as special as they get. Um, mm. when we are handling the juice, getting it into the beer, was just like, I, I wanted to drink it. You know, <laughs> and didn't, didn't want to give it to the beer.
1: Now, um, when you, when you think about the packaging, cause you have them in 12 uh, ounce cans, was it because they were going to the restaurants?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I'd love, I'd love to give you a better answer than they just wanted it in twelve ounce okay. cans. But,
1: <laughs> cool, uh, <you> know. yeah, <laughs> it is cool. I mean, the, the label's great. You mentioned the artist before. Who's who's the uh, artist on some of this stuff? And and wow, they came up with some really cool freaking artwork. And what here. what
0: drugs do they prefer? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I gotta I, find out.
1: Yeah. No, because that's really cool. It reminds me of like the new season of Fortnite. I saw it the other day, and my son's playing. It's all like this. Uh, Japanese um, like main city, and then now all in the outskirts of it is you know, bamboo and these nice little houses and stuff like and that. It gives me and that a guy
2: right in the octopus.
1: Yeah, well, that yeah. that's not in there, but uh, I'm sure they'll come up with that soon. Um, the the, the can you said was who who I, you mentioned? It's, before. A, it's
3: actually it's so it's an artist from um, Latin America, guy's name Christian, um, and uh, it's sort of like one of the beautiful things about the world that we're living in right now, right? Like, especially like, like when you're making craft beer, you, you can now, if you're looking for an artist, mm-hmm. you have the ability to connect with an artist that's in any part yep. of the world. So you yep. just search um, out artwork cool. and see whose style yeah, you just really like. like. Looking for, you know, looking for artists that, um, you know, had an affinity for um, Japanese culture. And um, we we sort of like, we basically put together like, you know, here are five different artists that we think are Cool, but very different mm-hmm. in terms of uh, style. Um, and let the restaurant pick. Yeah. Um, uh, but they ended up loving him so much that they actually had him, they commissioned him to do um, artwork for a mural that's going up like. Really? That's Like the cool. side of like a three-story building in, oh. in, uh, in Brooklyn hmm. um, next to one of their locations. So
1: Fly him in from, wh- cri- where in Latin America was he?
3: I think he's Colombian, Christian. I, I, um,
1: it's It just seems, and of course, like we have people here that have, uh, you know, a love for Japanese culture, it seems weird to have someone from Colombia just really, you know, connect to the Japanese culture, but it's no different than us. I mean, it's no, no different than we, what we would do. Like, how far away are we from that anyway? Yeah. But we don't have... A, in my opinion, our culture is a mixed culture, but then they have, like, this culture's background, this, this feeling of, of history and, and, and life, and it, would, it just seems to me, like, a little odd, but at the same time, beautiful artistry Mm.
3: yeah Yeah. and now did
1: you commission him for other uh programs or are you kind of jumping around between artists or what do you
3: would love to i mean i'm i'm uh, is where Tess is concerned we're sort of looking at doing like mini series with artists okay you know um commissioning like two or three pieces at a time Mm -hmm. and and running those um partly because I just so many great artists out there. Yeah, you want them all. It's like you want to like, you want to work with everybody. I it's don't like know how good that is from a branding standpoint. <laughs> you know, like you know, um, I feel like brands that really are able to create a great um, brand identity, or mm-hmm. you know, they really zero in on a single artist or a single style. And they well, really you have start, the Hudson, right? And, and
1: Hudson has that unique look. Like yeah. when I see that sour double IPA. On a shelf, I know it's Hudson. Just even yeah. from like ten feet away, like that. Yeah. That's
3: that. E- Evan, though their artist is he's like he's like on a on a moonshot from um starting out creating artwork for Hudson Valley. Like I mean, I I don't know if there's an artist creating artwork for a brewery that has created a bigger following for for themselves than Evan. Wow. Like, hmm. uh Like if you look at his Instagram, he's like like approaching half a million followers holy yeah. smokes yeah. yeah he's just like he's managed to really strike a chord with people it's pretty pretty amazing
1: it speaks to people too yeah it's got that upstate feel that upstate vibe you know yeah. you, you you know by being up in new Pulse in albany and beacon and all that area there uh newberg it's just that feel and and it kind of connects with that local area and then again gaining popularity through word of mouth for sure i mean
3: They've they've made some really great choices though, you know. Too like, um, like canceling
4: my order online. <laughs>
1: oh. Here he <we> goes again. <laughs> I had to mention. He, it. I'm really glad we
2: didn't. <laughs> oh my we <haven't> god! <laughs> well, we, we waited this up, long. We brought up. <laughs> waited this worst, Glad. One well, of the ben, worst things that have ever happened to not the
1: worst. It just you uh,
2: make it sound like was it. We know but how. But was it, it
1: post COVID? We know how important it was for breweries oh, to ship stuff oh out, right? To get it all over New York State or even really beyond if they could. This all out again. No, I'm just throwing it out. I'm not <laughs> going to go back to the story. I'm just saying it was really important to do that, and for 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 uh, and I know how popular they became oh, because yeah, they can send their 750s all over the place. Um, but when Mike wants but to where order didn't them, didn't they send? One, and they're in his me, cart. To me, they were in my cart, and apparently, being in the cart does not mean you get to purchase it, <laughs> and even when there's a timer running down. Like, but I was I was on the beach, right? I'm on I'm at if you were. I guess, Cedar Beach or whatever. And I'm on my phone and I'm waiting for that release. You know, like I, I'm, a, I'm a Hudson fan. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to get this. I put three bottles in my cart. Um, I go to check out. My credit card has the wrong pin. Uh, the three digits on the back. So I quickly went to my bag. I got the thing, three digits, put it, gone. Out of stock. So you I'm admit like, wait a second. To, it so was in my cart. So you admit it's your fault. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, but once it's in your card, shouldn't it stay in your card as long as the timer hasn't expired? Not,
2: not if you have the wrong PIN.
1: That is, that's a good point. So I'll, I'll take partial twenty percent responsibility, and that was enough to 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 not have my order. To, to make my you house. angry, I was angry. Yeah, I how was many angry. years I'm ago was this? Now. Like four, three? No, it was post COVID, so it's the year after COVID. I remember being on the beach, and it's like the first time I was on the beach.
3: You've got no shot at getting a PlayStation 5. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. I'm tar- you know what is and yeah, Ben so- went right there. I'm yeah. very good at technology, but at the same time. You and your heart. Uh, I don't need a PlayStation I got my Switch. I'm good to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll say I got my Sun Switch, yeah, which yeah. is all the video games yeah. I need. I don't play too many. Yeah. So, All right, go to bed. I need to have that. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> as soon as he goes to bed, I'll take the earphones. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Super Smash Brothers is a lot of fun, i got to tell you that. And I've never really left Nintendo. And while we're talking about the subject, I don't think I had a, uh, an Xbox at one point, and point. It's always been meh. regular uh, Nintendo, <coughs> PlayStation, which I guess I had for he a while. He still has up in the closet. But it's still not, yeah, it's he still Nintendo. has a Nintendo
2: 64.
1: No, so. I w- dude, I'd make a lot of money <laughs> on eBay if I had that. Um, but then once I got the Wii, which was a wedding gift, oh, forget it. I was playing Wii nonstop. And now the switch, pfft, so much easier. It's like this big, and I'm, I'm. It goes anywhere we go. Yeah. So, it's a nice little time waster when you just want to mellow out and chill and just waste time away a little bit at 10 o'clock at night with a dogfish next to you. Um, so I want to, I want to touch on the other beers that you have there. What's, what's in the other four pack? You, w- Sorry, well, le- wait before you do that. You, I mean, yeah. for, for sure, take that out and let's talk a little bit about your root and branch collab. Because I know we kind of touched on a lot of things here with the multi uh, overnight multi wheat, Uh, but what else uh, oat wheat? um, What else kind of went into this? Without giving away all the secrets, what was the essence of this? I know you are saying you are letting it sit for a minute, but what were you trying to to make? something with that level of you know ABV, or did did you hit all the points that you intended when you first started this?
3: I mean, for the most part, we um, it's a pretty simple beer, like in the sense that you know anybody making good. Hazy IPA is not going to be shocked by you know, how the beer was made. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, all we did was we took a portion of, of the oat part of the grain bill mm-hmm. and we made overnight o- it. made overnight oats with it. Mm. Um, something that people do at home all the time, right? You eat overnight oats. Mm-hmm. Um, the practical upshot seemed to be like, if this works, we're basically going to be able to um, push a bunch of oat cream and oat milk over into the kettle, mm-hmm. um, and we managed to do it. I, I like, kind of like at this point, somewhat famously got a text message from Anthony as I was driving into the brewery after the oats had overnighted, that said, "Son of a bitch, it worked." Because <laughs> 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 um, I think all three of us—Anthony, um, um, is assistant brewer, uh, Brad Carlin, who we uh, go, who goes by Bird the king of the castle carlin (laughs) um uh, i think the three of us were just like expecting to walk into a very stuck uh sort of like overnight oat mash that had just turned into globule cement like glue (laughs) um and it like it turned out that no it didn't like we started recirculating it was like it just was pure oat cream recirculating Um, and like pumping it over, we just started like filling the bottom of the kettle with like beautiful looking oat milk. And then we,
2: and it truly looked that
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw the post. Yeah. We just
3: mashed in an IPA on top of it. uh, Wow. Pump that over.
1: And you can see like even a little bit left there in your glass, it has that lighter color. Yeah. Um, something that you don't normally see from a nice hazy, juicy IPA. Yeah. Um, is that lighter color instead of like that orangey, you know, almost bordering tingy kind of thing. Um, Fantastic. I mean, that, that lighter look really added to the whole essence of the beer.
3: Definitely seems to be something that, regardless of whether or not it like has any implications for flavor, it seems to be something that people are looking for mm-hmm. now. I mean, I guess Instagram's probably impacting that. You, know, yeah. you, you see the beer before you drink yep. it, um, and people want something that looks more like pineapple juice than orange
1: juice now, right? Getting um, there, yeah, yeah. But I think because the hope, the people the, are burnt out on the orange juice, the,
3: the hope would be at some point. I mean, and we we sort of aired on the side of caution with this beer. We did a single IPA. We just like split some of the oat bill because I, I think we were all we we wanted to avoid making something that was going to be thick to the point of being undrinkable. Kind of looked at it like let's let's be careful. Let's make a single, not a double. Let's just split the oat bill, and then we can start to back into trying to like get like textures of creaminess that feel balanced. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess to answer your question, if we were shooting for anything, if, if, if I had a, an idea in my mind of, of what I'd like to see these beers kind of turn into, you know, I, I'd li- I think we're trying to explore this idea of like creating oat cream mm-hmm. um, and getting it to emulsify in, in, into the liquid, suspend the liquid in a, in a way that affects the flavor and the texture of the beer positively. So that you have, you know, this sort of like, like the creaminess, you know, like little milky creaminess or whatever.
1: Now, after you've gone through this test, (laughs) see what I did there, um, you have (laughs) the ability now, do you think you can go to the double? You think you're going to try something like that out? You think you want to take it to the next level?
3: Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Um, I would love to. I don't know if Anthony wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's sort of like.
1: Yeah, the heart, like, at the anxiety attack last like, time. He's like, all right, this is a two day brew, okay?
3: Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a pain in the ass. You know, it's like like all, all, all things, you know, a little bit of extra effort. But it, like when, when it comes to brewing, it ends up being a little bit of a pain in the ass.
1: Is that what you do day one? Is just basically let the oats sit first, and then you brew the day, the IPA the next day, and then combine?
3: we literally i mean we made overnight oats yeah you know, um you know it, like do a cursory google search of how to make overnight oats um, and and you have the hack on on how to yeah.
4: <laughs> you <laughs> have that code implemented. <laughs> yeah. i know how they improve that beer
1: <laughs> um so let's talk about this uh this last one here that you have uh so this is a sour ipa correct
3: i brought, so i brought um i brought two sour ipas okay. um both might be a little long in the tooth, but so I brought Symposium, which is the first beer that Test ever made. I want to, I want to try that uh, one. That
1: one is uh, the one I've been eyeing since you've been posting uh, okay. a while back. Sorry, but they're both. So, Peter,
0: so you can, oh, my glass is full. I'm sorry, yeah,
1: okay. I know you can have some more multi oat, but <laughs> tell me about this because this Ooh, you right said on. first iteration in, in the sense of this is like what you started with. This,
3: this is this is what we started with, and and sort of um. Very much a continuation of uh, a series of collaborations that I did with um, Root and Branch in Hudson Valley that really kind of got Test up on its feet, kind of got its name out there, um, and this was just planting beers Ooh, around this cool fatty heirloom mm. oak variety. That's um, the blood orange right there. I send more down. Very nice. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good half can oh, he's there. Not, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, not going to do it, but yeah, st- I will. Stephen will when he's I might done. Try a little bit. Um, yeah, try. I mean, this this beer is. Exactly one year old now, so these the oh. at this point the acids might be breaking
1: down a little bit. Um, but we uh, d- I wouldn't say anything negative about this. Wow. Yes.
3: So that I mean, this is a sour IPA that's made very much in the Hudson Valley sour IPA. Yes, it is. Um, build, but using um, our American heirloom fatty oats, uh, and what. Basically, what we did is we kind of dropped the milk sugar a little bit and let the fatty oats kind of play that role of, like, creating the, the creaminess in the beer. Um, and I think it was successful. I, yeah. We, yeah. Pro- I, we, we, we actually really proved it out with Secret Life of Plants, which I also... I'll be honest, that held the, up fantastically.
1: Yeah. Fantastic.
3: Really? I mean, there's... Um, I took a class on Riesling uh, <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah. and And... In the class, riesling has sort of developed this not so cult following amongst sommeliers um, because of its capacity to age, and uh, you know you can have these like rieslings that are like thirty and forty year old white wines that that drink marvelously, <laughs> and apparently the the reason why is because they have a high level of residual sugar and and they're high acid, um, and one of the one of the things I learned in the class is that apparently your ability to perceive acid diminishes as sugar content goes up, right? Okay, as yeah. resi- so you can have a beer that's way more acidic or a wine that's way more acidic, but if, if the residual sugar goes up, you might perceive it as being less acidic, mm. if that makes sense. Molecularly,
1: yeah. it wouldn't be that way, but you would, you as your taste buds, you know, kind of figure itself out. Interesting. It, it would override it.
3: Those things sort of add up to. I mean, a- acid is a preservative, right? Right. Um, famously employed in pickles and mm-hmm. and and Ood and um, you know olives. So was, one of the things that attracts me to sour beer is is this idea that you have this built-in preservative and that the the natural preservative and the beer can kind of kind of hold up. Mm. Um, but um, I guess with sour IPA in particular, you have that combination of. High residual sugar and high acid, and um, I mean, we haven't really Hudson Valley. I think is developing a back catalog where you can kind of start to see how you know what if whether or not these beers have a capacity to to age, and it it seems like they it seems like they do. Whether or not they have the capacity to age the way Riesling can, you know, like thirty forty years. We'd need to sit on some beer for
1: a <laughs> a thirty, forty years. Yeah, thirty, a <laughs> couple, two, three more decades. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, hopefully, you're still around by at that point. That's that's a hell of a uh, resume to have under I'll your belt.
2: I'll be warm food by then.
1: So this was obviously, you know, you're you're doing the the typical souring of dropping pH and things like that. Uh, blood orange using just actual juice, or are you using? Juice, yeah. yeah. No, no extracts or anything like that involved there. I, I mean, extra extra I, right
3: actually. I, I haven't been able to bring myself to use yet
1: Yeah, No it's for the best I think I, I mean, You can tell the fruit flavor remains The Like you said the preservative The acid has kind of kept it intact I don't believe it fell off all that much Not being a huge connoisseur of, of uh, Let's say sour beers but liking Sour beer in general wouldn't even know It was sitting on a shelf or old Or anything like you said so Wouldn't have a clue would would hold up very very well It's and, been
3: sitting at cellar temperature I don't even know if I kept these cans cold yeah. to be
1: honest that's, um, is that why? What? Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, no, I thought no. you were going to say you wanted more.
0: No.
3: Yeah, so Blood, I or, blood I Orange. They don't know very well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we, the botanical in the beer, which I don't know how well it stands out, but we use this thing called Fiori, Fiori di Sicilia, which means flowers of Sicily. Hmm. And it's a secret ingredient in panettone. Um, oh. I, hard to find a recipe for it. Um,
1: is it hard to find the ingredient?
3: Yeah. Not so hard. We ended up kind of like, cre- like creating our best estimation of what we thought it would be. As far as I can tell, like uh, the people who sell it, it seems to be like kind of a proprietary thing. Um, but it, it, it's basically um, Sicilian citrus blossoms, uh, Sicilian citrus zest, and vanilla. Hmm. And that, you know, p- Panettone is that like f- famous sort of like Christmas bread yep. pastry yeah, or whatever, yeah,
1: yeah. And like, The like, one uh, that you get as a gift and you're like, God damn it, just give me a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time... See, but if you, you, if you, you go actually to... Actually eat it, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, if you go to, like,
2: Uncle Giuseppe's or whatever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacks yeah. and stacks. Stacks
1: and stacks of them. I remember... I, s-
2: like, search them out.
1: I used to work for a uh, gentleman who started a pizzeria in my town in Amityville and then opened a restaurant. Uh, I'll say because they're not in business anymore. Bellissimo. Manny... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bellissimo, uh, right on uh, Merrick Road in, in Amityville. Uh, loved Bellissimo. Okay. Uh, worked for... I uh, was a bartender at Bellissimo for... for Good year and a half. That was Manny's Christmas gift to all the staff. He come in, Pen-tony. oh, is everyone Christmas would, bonus. Christmas <laughs> your Christmas bonus would be. I got a out bonus for you with a big red box with a cake on it, and you're like, oh, thanks, Manny. Yeah, I, I, but it, in the end,
2: I'm gonna bludgeon somebody. No, with it. I actually, I actually
1: <laughs> ate it, and it was good. It actually is good. Believe it or not, the night I got it, um, I bought. He he actually sold me a bottle of Johnny Walker Black because I was going to a bachelor party in Killington, so I brought. The cake and the Johnny Walker and I show up with the two of these. I got ripped to shit when I walked into that and house it, in Killington. Uh, but we all ate it. Cake? Yeah. But, we all ate it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after oh, you drank the black, three, everybody ate the three cake. Three or four shots yeah. of black. And, you know, I at that time we weren't gentlemen. We didn't sip it like gentlemen. No, but you shot Yeah, of course, because like idiots. We're like idiots. <laughs> and, but we <laughs> ate the shit out of that cake. It was delicious. Uh, ben, we're, we're wrapping up here. I, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of promote everything that you can at this point, uh, how can people find you? How can we get people get in touch with you? Find the beer, all that good stuff.
3: I, I, it's pretty straightforward. We're you know kind of running the gypsy brewing play, playbook right now. You know, follow us on Instagram. It's at the test brewery. Um, we basically pop up when we brew at the Great South Bay. We do a can release straight out of the Great South Bay. Great idea. Usually the Saturday after we've canned the beer, assuming it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. We run um, a pop up uh, in Williamsburg in Brooklyn out of a, um, a bar a restaurant called Strange Ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we'll also do can releases out of there, um, and you know it's kind of spotty. You know we're making really small batches of beer. It's kind of ephemeral. It's here and it's gone. Um, kind of you know things. How, how
2: many barrels you got, are you doing at a clip?
3: Uh, right now, fifteen. Um, okay. Looki- oh. Looking oh, to wow. drop down That's to good seven. Amount.
2: Now, uh, what about when you go to Great South Bay?
3: We, we brew 15. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Greg has been kind enough to I was gonna let, say, me, let me brew half no, the No, Yeah, I was
2: yeah. just going to say, normally it's like 30, and yeah. that's the minimum. You do yeah. 30. Uh, Good might you, have bro. to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and Don't let yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you might i I'm, 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 I'm looking to start brewing seven barrels so that we can iterate a little bit more oh, than we're yeah. doing. Um, so hopefully we'll be putting a little bit more stuff out this year. Um but, yeah, I mean, it's – And
1: more. the Root & Branch collab coming out soon, this week maybe?
3: Yeah, if not this week, the next. Okay. But, you know, I, I I would say to anybody that wants to get their hands on that, just
0: – Follow Tess Brewery.
3: Well, and follow Root & Branch, Branch Brewing because um, the beer will, will release out of Root & Branch at, at Copec, It's a Root & Branch beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll either release this week or next.
1: And when uh, are you there? When, if people want to come in and say hi to Ben, when are you at Thursdays when <laughs> <Friday>. <laughs> yeah. every Thursday and Friday? When Steve's there.
3: Every with, Thursday and Friday with Alex Solly, the two of us. Um, yes. Thursdays we run uh, sort of what started as an unofficial bottle share and has sort of like become of um, I de rigueur. Cool stuff uh, I would like to bring out down of, yeah. out of Thursday yeah. yeah. so Thursdays, <laughs> like, of like, you know, they, they're different every Thursday, but, we, you know, we have, we have days where people are posted up all day and, People bring in great stuff like, um, I mean, if you follow Alex's uh, Instagram, which is, I think it's like Axel, A-X-E-L, photo mm-hmm. one, he'll post pictures of like the sort of damage that we've done. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, there's like incredible Hill Farmstead stuff in there, incredible Suarez stuff in there. Um, and like like people are just bringing in all these incredible yep. beers. Um, so if you if you hang around the hoop on Thursdays, there's usually an opportunity. And it's to, all to do some the some pretty incredible. It really
1: stuff.
2: is all the beer geeks.
3: Yeah, show up.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, cool. we, they, they had I got some stuff in the back of my fridge. I know you do too, Steve. Something we'll re- make a date. Something Bro. I
3: really admire about these guys, like they had this discussion, like in the opening week. Uh, I forget who somebody brought something in and asked if we could open it. Probably and Steve. It was probably sort of like the this, like, Steve. They're busy trying to open, and they hadn't really thought about what their policy was going to be, but. Um, ultimately they're like, you know, should we allow people to bring stuff in and open it? Um, you know, and it's like, they obviously want people to be mindful and pay for beer too while they're there. Um, but they, they ultimately decided, you know, we all got into this because we're beer geeks right? and we want this to be a place where people can geek out about beer. And they decided to sort of endorse, uh, you know, Bottle sharing,
1: and I mean, it produces yeah. a good culture and environment yeah. for all that to happen. It's, and people are not shying away from the beers that are on tap.
3: Yeah, it's been so. I mean, most people like that come in for the bottle shares are like they drink like four or five root and branch beers <laughs> while they're hanging out anyway, taking and, the sips of everyone yeah, else's. You know, it ends ends up uh, still being a you know practical financial upshot. For yeah, the, for the business,
1: yeah, that's you know? nice. Oh, um, Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Ben, uh, really appreciate for. Coming now tonight. I mean, you got to drive back to Brooklyn in the Northeast.
3: I mean, uh, like as somebody who is uh, an autodidact who has sort of tried to consume everything beer-related, <laughs> I've read, like, every manual that's out there and, you know, kind of listened to as many podcasts as I can. I've been a fan of you guys for a while, and hey, it's, it's, oh, um, it's a pretty big honor to get to actually uh, – Be on this side with you guys. Um, It's it's really. It's no big deal. Tell tell everyone out
1: there. It's not a big deal. Just come in and hang out.
2: And the thing is, we really have gotten to the point where, like, all right, this is when we're ending the show because, what, eleven o'clock? Oh, the show would go hours. We would just three three and a half hours. Because you know, it's just you know a, a bunch of like minded people. Hanging out, drinking good beer, and Sharing talking. Stories. Sharing sto- we used to make yeah. the
0: mistake of taking the breaks like. Halfway, oh well, we take like, like, breaks uh, to yeah. pee, yeah. and now we just realize oh, we Like, st- oh well, like we'll take well, a break it's like, for five the minutes, that- then, it's, then it's a twenty minute break. Yeah. We we'll have three beers during the break. <laughs> like, you
1: know, you don't yeah, just God. Lance
0: Armstrong, you? just just yeah. keep oh, going. Yeah. Oh yeah, just oh, yeah.
1: Try. We try the best we can. As we get older, the uh, the old prostates are getting smaller, so well, our and It
2: doesn't help, you know. We. We looked at what people want to listen to and you know, if it's too long they, you know, fall off. But if we can can, you know, just crush everything in <laughs> there it's silly. Is too, much. Like, oh my god, yeah. 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 Which was fun. Which was it helped oh, develop it the lot. show. It was yes. it was fun when yeah. Steve would go home at twelve o'clock at night and get up at, like, yeah, get on up at four Monday. on a Monday Monday. <laughs> on a Monday.
4: <laughs> fucking
1: guys. We made it through, and and we're in year six. And uh, appreciate people like you. I know. Thank you for the accolades, but appreciate people like you who are out there making. And we were that close to punching Kelsey Graham. Yes, we all know. (laughs) I mean, we really should have. Yeah, it's another. We'll tell you the story afterwards. But uh, for for you making the trek out and coming out and being part of the show, it this is what it's all about for us: is tasting the beer and hearing the stories, and to bring that information out to the people uh, who cannot make it into the brewery or get the story from you directly uh, when you're behind the bar. That's what it was all about. And hopefully, you know, our idea was to kind of keep Long Island and keep New York like a hub for craft beer. And it's
3: rapidly becoming one of
2: the best states in the country for craft absolutely. beer. Absolutely. If not the best. I'm I've, with it. I've always said, and when I first opened a brewery, I, I, everybody I talked to, I said, only, only thing I want, I want New York to be a destination for craft beer. Where people go, oh, I'm going to Portland. Hey, I'm going to, you know, going over San here. San Diego. Going, yeah, I want Colorado. I want people to say, Oh, no, I'm going to New York because they have the best craft beer. Yeah, 15 always breweries
1: in yeah. a, f- a set ten square miles. Always want, and them. they're all killer. Because where knock craft beer
3: knock. goes, the deregulation of magic mushrooms follows.
4: There <laughs> ah, <laughs> it is. Love all it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> and on that note, is <laughs> the word Mike P and Steve Gums <laughs> <goves laughs> Really appreciate everyone
1: for tuning in. and All the people on Instagram, uh, check us out on our podcast platforms. New shows come out every two weeks. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on the Hopped Up Network one. I heart we're on iTunes and uh, of well, I already said iHeart, right oh Amazon music so uh, appreciate for everyone for uh, listening and uh, doing great by the way year six and and still going Jesus. strong people aren't getting bored of us yet thank God uh, so uh, thanks everyone for listening and, and joining to the show both Collins and of course on the Graham live uh, something before we get out of here Stephen
2: um, yeah always make sure the bread is toasted when you have a crack sandwich
1: okay <laughs> You, did you prepare for that one? No. <laughs> okay. are just kidding me. I didn't prepare for that no, one. No, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter, it's going to be good to hear this one. Pete, something before we get out of here? Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. This is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve goes And we out. Well, that's two
3: hours of your life that you'll never get
1: back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again.
0: Works on Gov's radio.
4: I hope you're drunk enough.